from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won a thousand dollars. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Did you see this new saying called Catchlers? Sorry, what? Catchlers. It's Catch, a new what? Catchlers. Catchlers? Yes. No. It's that uh, single men who get cats instead of a girlfriend. <laughs> Hold on, what? It's so stupid because guys have always had cats, but because now we live in, everything has to be packaged for social media and everything has to have a name for it. And again, I'm going to go back to what I always say, which is it's we're living in a terrible time when the sort of voice of popular culture are the ones who are in charge of social media. And <sighs> nothing existed in their minds before social media started. Nothing existed before social media started. And it drives me nuts. Guys have had cats forever, but now it's a new thing all of a Dude, sudden. Dude, I had two cats when I was single. Thank you. So they say that... Uh, a new study found that more single guys are getting cats because they feel like it takes the pressure off them to find a partner. <laughs> oh, God. First of all... You, you can... Why can't dudes just like cats? Okay, right? One in six catchlers, they say, claim <laughs> that it has helped them <laughs> land more dates. Okay. Okay, yeah, okay. All right, stud. All those times that your cat gets helps you with, with, with dates. You think your cat cares? One in five single men overall think that owning a cat would have a positive effect on their romantic life. <sighs> yeah, but I have to agree with this a little bit because if you have a cat or even, let's just say, a dog, it shows responsibility and it shows commitment. So, you know, going on a date or on dating apps or whatever, people would like that. Right, and more, you landed Matthew when you had cats. Yeah. And what happened? He told me to get rid of them. Thank you. <laughs> you have no say. They say 50% of cat-owning <laughs> single men said that their cat helps them keep calm. I will agree with that. Yeah. I, I had Coco, or the, the dumb baby cat that we have. I shouldn't call her dumb. She's, she was... She was like a runt and she had no mama. So her place in this world is a little distracted. She's a little stunted. Sure. And she nurses on anything that feels comforting to her, right? Aww. Like, so if I have a blanket on me, she'll just sit on my lap and just nurse the blanket. Right? Yeah. So she's just like, she's adorable. But last night I was kind of agitated and whatever else. And, uh, and then Coco climbed on me and I sort of lied down with her and then I started, I sort of held her like you would hold like a baby, like in your arm on the yeah. couch and she started nursing and I decided to sleep on the couch last night because I didn't want to get up and go to bed because I didn't want to disrupt the cat. Oh, that's super right? sweet. Yeah. <laughs> super sweet. Yeah. Because I love her so much. And then I woke up at three with three cats on me See? and I was like, I'm so hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. I'm so hot. But see, if you were single, that would be hot. That would be hot. Like, you know, ladies would clamor. But at here's the my thing, though. But here's my thing with this, with, with catchlers and using a cat to find. I don't want somebody to find the fact that I own cats hot because I think that that's weird. Yeah. I don't want you to find it, my relationship with my cat, a turn on. 
No. You like, shouldn't. It shouldn't be that way. Your personality or your yeah. hair. Yeah. Or your chest. Yes. <laughs> my feet. I would even go feet. Your feet. Not oh my, my chest. Let's leave chest okay. for last. Okay. I'm not very proud of my chest. I don't have a very good chest. Right. Okay. My, my, my nips are starting to stick out a little bit too oh, much no. in t-shirts. It's not good. Yeah. But my feet... My jeans? Hot. Hot. <laughs> my relationship with my cat shouldn't be hot. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Before we continue, I would love to read to you some more reviews that we've been getting the past couple of days on Apple Podcasts. Love it. And everyone's uh, continuing to leave five stars. We love it, and we appreciate it, and we're going to continue to read your reviews. So uh, a couple of podcast episodes ago, we read a review from somebody who went by the name of Smooth Cool Dude Number 2, <laughs> because, of course, you are the original Smooth Cool Dude, Roz. Stop it. Uh, and then another one we read was from Smooth Cool Dude Number 3. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to to start with uh, simply smooth, cool guy Roz. <laughs> Five stars, Trolls, man. I just want to say how amazing and wonderful this podcast is. I have an eight-hour workday riding a tractor all day, and I will listen to two, maybe three podcasts a day, and I love them so much. Keep up the great comedy, guys. You always put a smile on my face. P.S. I love the new episodes on Mondays as well. Now I don't have to wait until next Friday to hear a new podcast. Uh, Bobby Down the Legend 23 writes, amazing <laughs> podcast. This podcast is amazing and funny. Five stars. It is a must listen if you like podcasts. MGW writes, I love this podcast. I've been marathoning this podcast for the last few weeks, and I don't know what I'll do when I catch up. They're so funny and so sorry, Mocha, but Roz is definitely my favorite. Oh. Ashad Cruz writes, warning, don't listen to this podcast dot 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 when you're at the gym <laughs> i was listening to episode number 11 the original raza mocha games episode and i was laughing so hard i almost fell off the treadmill this show needs safety hazards for having <laughs> a good laugh just kidding this podcast gives me life uh daniela writes oh i'm obsessed also leaves five stars i love this podcast so much can i just say it's so hard to ride the subway by myself listening to you guys and to not laugh but it's totally fine because you guys bring my mood up so much every single time which is probably why i binge listen to the podcast also so happy i finally get to listen to you guys again i look forward to friday mornings because of the podcast keep it up guys it's amazing and roz you're a smooth cool dude shut up People are such trolls, man. So if you would like to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we're going to try to start reading as many as we can and uh, share the podcast with all your friends. And again, thank you for all the five-star ratings. This is incredible. It's amazing. Oh, they're shooting a movie on my street. Yeah. And listen, I'm all for it, right? I'm all for it. They ask you to be in it? No. Oh. (laughs) I would feel much differently if they did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because then that sentence would have been like, Guys, they're shooting a movie yeah, on my street. I'm, like, I'm so excited. I'm like, you you obviously don't know how to handle me when I'm when I'm in a mood, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, just offer me a part. And I'll leave you alone. And I'll leave you alone. But no, but here's my thing. I understand you gotta shut down streets. I get it. But my street has been shut down for a week now. Yeah. And they haven't shot a damn thing. So and, I have a and, and, and my street is a street parking street in the city. Uh-huh. So they have it, they've shut it down now for a week and they have not shot a damn thing. Nothing. So who do you talk to about this? I have no idea. I don't know. Like you walk around the street and see if there's like any 
film crew? Is there like a trailer no, down there? No, because then I got to do my hair and makeup and, and all this other <laughs> stuff <laughs> in case I get scouted. You know what I mean? It's too much pressure. Just in case, like yeah, if the yeah. director's there, it's like, I know. excuse Listen, me, sir. It's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. For me yeah. to go down and talk Have to somebody. Have you ever thought no, of, no, no. Uh, of acting? No, no. For me to go down and talk to somebody associated with a Hollywood movie, I have to be like ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, you always have to be ready to go. When opportunity knocks, you better be ready. And so I can't go down there and flip flops, right? Like it's, it's a whole thing. So, so I don't know what's going on on my street for fear that I may get cast in a Hollywood okay, movie. Thanks. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? <clears throat> it's Maury. Okay. Hi, Maury. Hi, David Maury. I have a request. I'm wondering if there's any way Mocha can just sort of massage my right side neck. No. Your right thigh neck? I hurt myself really bad and you know what's really I need weird? a little... Can I tell you what's really weird, Maury? When you're on the phone and you stare at me in the eye... Because I can see you in your office right now because there's just a window between us. Wait, but and why, you're are crouched you down, why are you crouched down on the floor? Because I figured if I phoned in and asked, you wouldn't be able to say no. It's easier to say no. Want to know how easy it is to say no? Ask me the question again. Mocha, I'm wondering if... <laughs> He's still down there. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, did you hear this? See this video of this bird that cries like a baby? What? Okay, so <laughs> a bird. Okay, so it's a parrot, right? Yeah. Do you have it? What's that? Oh yeah, I can play for you here. So, um, so there's a parrot. The parrot's name is Nico. Okay. And I guess he's one of these like exotic birds that can mimic sounds perfectly, which to oh, me wow. in itself is a real freaky thing yeah. when birds can do that. And its owner, whenever he has to like do something with the bird, the bird then gets pissy about it and starts crying like a baby. So people think that this guy has like a crying baby with him. Oh my God. So here, so let me let me play you this. Keep in mind, what you're listening to is not actually a crying baby. It is 100% a bird. Listen to this. Okay, this is Nico. Oh my God. Temper tantrum, getting ready for a show. And now she just said, why are you crying? Nico, are you done? This is what I go through every day. Oh my God. Crying baby up here. I will show you. It's really just Nico. Nico. Oh my God. A baby. Yes, you are. And now people are coming in because you were crying. Okay, let's go impress these kids, okay? Okay. What in the world? So I guess the bird does shows and when the bird has to do a show and the bird, I guess, doesn't want to do a show or maybe the bird doesn't even know it doesn't want to do a show, it just starts acting pissy and then starts crying like a baby. You want me play it again for you? Yes. Here, okay, ready? Listen to this. Okay, this is Nico having a temper tantrum, getting ready for a show and now she just said, why are you crying? Nico, are you done? <laughs> this is what I go through every day. And people think I have a crying baby up here. I will show Dude. you. It's really just Nico. Nico. You are such a baby. 
Yes, you are. And now people are coming in because you were crying. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Dude, that is crazy. Isn't that so wild? Like, it's like when you hear freaky, um, man. goats yelling like men. <laughs> yes. Like human beings, right? <laughs> I would say the bird baby is more impressive than goats. <laughs> or what about, okay, how about, okay, bird baby versus yeah. the no-no cat. <laughs> was that the cat that, wanted, that didn't want a bath? Yeah. Is that what that was? Oh, poor dude. <laughs> okay, or, or, or bird baby versus the dog that says, I love you. Oh. Mishka, I love you. Mishka, I love you. I love you. Stupid ass animals. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I want to talk about Transat's luxury collection real quick. Uh, they offer 40 or so uh, hotels in 10 sun destinations. So Transat's customers, that's you, you'll enjoy exclusive benefits such as, and this is a big deal mm-hmm. to a lot of people, free access to VIP airport lounges, option plus upgrades on Air Transat, and private round trip transfers between the airport and the hotel. So they take care of all of that for yeah. you so you don't have have to sit there and do the planning yourself. Yeah, there's also a ton of other benefits like a free Wi-Fi in the room, unlimited gourmet a la carte dining, 24-hour room service. You got them robes, you got them slippers. 24-hour room service for free when you're at an all-inclusive is the greatest thing in the world because oh, yeah. we know what people play. We know what people pay for room service. There was that story earlier this week, Iggy Azalea in Las Vegas paid $54 for a grilled cheese sandwich uh, room service in Las Vegas. Room service is free. 24 hours a day. It's incredible. Iggy Azalea could travel with Transat, go into these hotels, yeah. and order like 10 grilled cheese and not get charged for it. Thank you. Beautiful resorts, all of them. So you have to check them out. Go to Transat.com and you can book your next luxury vacation right now. Right now, we're going to take a phone call. Hello, it's Ronza Mocha. What's your name? Um, I'm. My name is Anu. Anu. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. So I'm calling in because uh, I'm here with my three kids. And we love listening to Roxy's Shut Up, Maury song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and so my youngest, who's four, likes to imitate it. Really? Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> okay, so first of all, let's explain the story. Um, yeah, geez. So I don't even, how old is this song? Like, how old was Roxy even when, when this happened? I don't know. I think she was like maybe six. Like we were in the old studio, right? Yeah, when six or seven. Yeah, because yeah. she's, she's, she's nine now. Yeah. So we had said on the show, Mocha and I, uh, shut up, Maury. And then Roxy was listening and then she started saying, shut up, Maury. And then Catherine recorded it, sent it to us, and then we had it remixed into this epic track just simply called Shut Up, Maury, featuring uh, my kid on vocals. So Anu, is your... You said you're four-year-old, right? Yeah, he's four. He's right here. More right. hates hearing that. So, uh, Anu, can we get your four-year-old <laughs> to say it before we actually play the song? Yeah, yeah, we're going to get him to say it. Okay. Kaden, Kaden, you ready? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Want to do it again? One more time. I'll take you to the yellow store. I told him I'd take him to Bulk Barn if he does this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Shut up, boy. 
<laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Like, it's perfect. Amazing. Well, if you haven't heard it yet, here's the Ross and Mocha Shut Up Maury remix. Thanks, Anil. Thanks. We love you guys. Morning. Oh, that would be awesome. Jesus. Morning. Oh. Yeah, man. Get your claws up, little monsters. Good morning. Shut up, Maury! Yeah, man. Shut up, Maury! Damn it, Maury. Shut up, Maury! Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Let me ask you this question here. I will not lie. Uh, on the website, The Thrillist. Uh-huh. Thrillist. They ranked... The top 12 burger toppings. Oh, boy. Hold on. 12? Yeah. Now, here's where it gets tricky. Condiments are all looped into one. Where it shouldn't be. Condiments include ketchup, mustard, Thousand Island dressing, mayo, aioli, ranch, relish, and barbecue sauce. That only takes up one spot. So what the hell else do you put on a burger? Okay. Do you want me to go through their list? Can we guess? Uh... Yeah, you can guess. I'm going to say onions is pretty high. Onions is pretty high. I'm going to say pickles are pretty high. Tomatoes are pretty high. Pickles are top five. Tomatoes are not high at all. Not on this list. Cheese? Yeah, so number one, the number one condiment for a burger, sorry, the number one topping for a burger, my bad, is cheese. Agreed. Number two, onions. Ah, yeah. No. I don't like raw onions at all. I had cheese and onion on a burger I'd get I could I could have like sautéed onions, but if I had the option, I would not even put onions on a burger. Number three is condiments. That makes sense. So yeah. cheese, onions, then condiments. That's surprising because I would have said condiments would have been number one followed by cheese. Thank you. Because not everybody likes cheese. Right. Uh, at number four is pickles. Okay. Five is bacon. Number six, chilies. Pickles over bacon? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Number six, chilies. Number seven, avocado. Keep in mind, we have not got to lettuce and tomato yet. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. We hate vegetables. (laughs) Number eight is lettuce. Yeah. Number nine is chili. Chili? Yes. Like you're making a sloppy joke? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Number 10 are eggs. Eggs? Yeah. Number 11 are tomatoes. Really? Okay, yeah, so... We, we really do hate okay. vegetables. <laughs> eggs and chili beat tomato. Have you oh, ever had no. an egg on a burger? Yes. Yes. I actually, two days ago, had yeah, this egg on in my mind. I mean, yeah. This is the first time I've ever heard of that. And number 12, uh, disgusting mushrooms. I don't mind mushrooms. Ugh. Not a Sauteed mushrooms. I will never. I will never. I like mushrooms. Nope. Really? I will never. No, and, I, and I'll tell you uh, why I don't... 
I mean, there's a million reasons why I don't like mushrooms. Okay. But I'll tell you what I particularly don't like about mushrooms. Okay, let me sit down for this. Yeah, is that people use them as filler. So my big gripe in life is uh-huh. when I order something that is supposed to have like meat in it. So if I order a chicken soup, right? Or if I order some sort of chili from somewhere, what they do is they put about half the chicken in or half the meat in that you should for a chili or for a chicken soup and they pad out the rest of it with mushrooms. So when I take a bite of something, if I get all these mushrooms on my spoon, first, I will never eat a mushroom. Never. If, if I accidentally eat a mushroom, I'm like one of those kids on YouTube who has wasabi for the first time. Like, <laughs> like my face contorts and I start asking for help. Squishes yeah. up. Yeah. I can't believe you don't like mushrooms. You're such a fun guy. No, I cannot do mushrooms. Biting into a mushroom feels like to me like biting into um, like Flesh? human fat. Yeah. Like I don't like, like it's so weird to me biting into a mushroom. I ordered poutine the other day and it comes with mushrooms on top and I wrote saying, can you not have mushrooms on there, please? They called me saying they can't take the mushrooms off the poutine because it's mixed in with the sauce. What sauce? What kind of poutine did you order? It's uh, from a restaurant I like, and it's it's mushrooms, mushroom sauce, okay. like a cheese and no, mushroom. But what do they call it though? What kind of poutine is that? It better not be called a mushroom poutine. Because <laughs> yeah. then you're gonna have to leave the building right <laughs> yeah. now. It's actually called a mushroom. So you order mushroom poutine and then say, "Hey, no mushrooms," because <laughs> it's the only poutine on the menu. <laughs> Who's only poutine on a menu has mushrooms in it? What is wrong with people? No, I don't, what is wrong with you, Lori? I don't want mushrooms There's like a million poutine. options in this city <laughs> to get a poutine. And the one place you go only serves one poutine, which is a mushroom poutine, and you ask them not to put mushrooms. Okay, anyway, we've we've lost track here. So the top 12 <laughs> burger toppings, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's I'll run I'll run through them uh, for you again. So the, these are the top twelve burger toppings. Okay. At number one, make you fat. At number two, give you bad breath. At number three, ooh, ketchup. At number four, disgusting pickles. Number five, make you fat. Number six, make you fat. Number seven, make you fat. Eight, lettuce. Nine, <laughs> nine, chili. Ten, eggs. Eleven, <laughs> finally tomatoes. And at number twelve, mushrooms. Mm, sounds delicious. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Yo, shout out to everyone that uh, showed up to Square One on Friday night in Mississauga. Yeah. Dan Mori, DJ Climax, and I were out there hosting an event. Serge Ibaka from the Toronto Raptors was there. Yes, yeah, pretty great, huh? Met a ton of fans of the show, which is fantastic. Always love meeting uh, people who listen to the show. I haven't had that much fun in so long. It was because Matthew wasn't there. Oh, Mori got worried at one point because he <laughs> was wearing a white shirt, right? Yeah. And he spilled wine on his white shirt. And he came over. Red wine? Yeah. Frantic. Frantic. And ice cream. Frantic. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. It's not my problem, man. I was like, what? Like, I'm not your dad. Yeah. Right? I'm not your mom. (laughs) What do I do? What do I do? I'm like, what happened? I spilt red wine. Matthew's going to kill me. Yeah. I'm like, but it's just, it's just, why would Matthew kill you? Because it's a Burberry shirt. Oh. But I, but this, like, I, I, it was a hand me down, too. From a publicist gave no, me a no, no, no. That wasn't a hand me down. That was. I know that shirt specifically. I know that shirt. It's just a plain white that, shirt. Though. No, 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 no. no. It is not. How that shirt wound up into Maury's life is one of I swear to God weirdest stories I've ever heard in my life. So the Burberry shirt that Maury was wearing Friday yeah. night to the event at Square One came to him. In the most 
unusually stockish, weird way that if you ever acted like that, you would never repeat the story for shame, but Maury tells it with pride. So Maury, where did that shirt come from? A publicist. No, 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 no. How did you acquire that shirt from a publicist? In a shopping bag. No, 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 no. Tell the story. Just tell the story, man. Hurry up. Okay, from what I remember, it was given to, or I was asked, do you want this shirt? No. Okay, what's the story? Just tell the story. Maury saw a publicist that was wearing that shirt. Yeah. And Maury was like, oh my God, that's a Burberry shirt. I love it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And then the guy was like, oh, yeah, you want it? And Maury was like, yes. Then, later that night, Maury showed up at the guy's hotel, <gasps> sat in the lobby, and texted him and said, I'm here for the shirt. No! Yeah, yeah I forgot it all It was of that. a joke. Like, it was a goof. And then Maury showed up at the man's hotel, found out where he was staying, texted him later that night, and then the man brought Maury down the shirt in a bag and was like, here? <laughs> What is wrong with you? But it's a fabulous shirt. Yeah. It's a Burberry. It's yeah. not red wine on it. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Jeremy Lin was trending all weekend. NBA champion. <laughs> right? And there's two ways to listen to this Jeremy Lin clip. Okay. And we'll listen to it the first way, and then we're going to listen to it again a second way, Okay. So I want you to listen to this Jeremy Lin clip as a guy who is competitive and as a guy who wants to compete and wants to do his best and feels that he has been pushed out or left behind uh, in the NBA and that nobody wants him, and that his oh, his entire playoff run was nothing but memes making disparaging comments about him. So I want you to listen to this clip and think that way. <laughs> all the sadness in my yeah, heart? Yeah. Okay. I've given more of myself to God every single year, and every year it gets harder. Oh, no. And in English, there's a saying, and it says, once you hit rock bottom, the only way is up. But I... Rock bottom just seems to keep getting more and more rock bottom for me. And so free agency has been tough because I feel like in, in some ways the NBA has kind of given up on me. Oh, no. Okay. Poor guy. Right. Okay. And they had the music. Okay. Now, <laughs> now I want you to listen to it a different way. Okay. With perspective. Because okay. perspective is everything. So yeah. you only live the life that you live. And when you are deep into your own world, it's hard to look at any other opportunity or get perspective on your own life. But as outsiders, it's very easy for us to look at Jeremy Lin, where Jeremy Lin is crying because he can't get an NBA job. Now listen to this clip and think about it this way. Okay. Jeremy Lin, decent basketball player. Right? Like... Hey, listen, he's an NBA champ. So listen to it this way. Jeremy Lin, decent basketball player, uh -huh. also Harvard graduate, also NBA champ, also has made $65 million in the course of his mediocre career. Now yeah, listen to this clip. I myself to God every single year, and every year it gets harder. And in English, there's a saying, and it says, once you hit rock bottom, the only way is up. But I... 
rock bottom just seems to keep getting more and more rock bottom for me. And so free agency has been tough because I feel like in, in some ways the NBA has kind of given up on me. Rock bottom for Jeremy Lin is being an NBA champ who has made $65 million in his career. That's rock bottom. It sounds like he's about to put on the Iron Man suit and kick some ass. Right. Okay. We need to just pump the brakes on the feeling bad for Jeremy Lin. Do we need to do a video, 92 Reasons Why Jeremy Should Stay? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No linen dine? <laughs> Nothing like that? No. We're not going to go on the no. campaign? Like, I feel bad for the man. You want to be competitive. You're an athlete. I get I it. Know. I get it. You want to be competitive, okay? But you got to look at your life, man. And before you sit down and do these press conferences where tears start running down your face because you're talking about rock bottom, you're talking to the media and your fans about what rock bottom is, you have to have some sort of self-awareness that maybe your rock bottom isn't that bad. No, 65 mil? Are you kidding me? You walk around the streets, Bro. Any, any city in this entire country, and you will find examples of what real Bro. life rock bottom is. And I get it. Rock bottom is, his rock bottom is different than your rock bottom. For sure. Okay, Beyonce's struggles are different than somebody else's struggles. I get it, right? I wish I had Beyonce's struggles. Yeah, thank you. But you have to have a little bit of self-awareness when you start crying in front of a microphone talking about rock bottom. When you're an NBA champ, you're a mediocre player, and you've had made $65 million, also graduated from Harvard. <sighs> All right, that campaign is going to start. Living <laughs> and dying. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Hey, it's Ross and Mocha. Hey, Ross. Hey, Mocha. Hey, congratulations on your upcoming wedding. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Okay, Zainab, here's what you wrote to us. So, uh, Ross and Mocha FML, I'm getting married and want to know what you think makes a successful marriage. Any tips for me? No. No, Maury, not secrets. <laughs> Wait, yeah. hold on. So how long have you been together prior to getting married? Three years. Okay. And I mean, obviously the relationship's been a-okay up until now? Yeah, the relationship's been good. We've been talking to each other. We know what's going on. We know our goals are to, in life together. Okay. Yeah. So you still talk then? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, obviously. Okay. So, Zainab, what do you think is going to happen after you officially tie the knot and, and are husband and wife? I don't know. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm asking you guys. Like, I know, Mocha, you got married. Roz, you've been with her, your girl for like forever. Yeah, I've been married too, though. It didn't work yeah. out. So that's exactly what I want to avoid. Do guys, I don't want to be your first marriage. Do you guys live together yet? Yeah, we actually moved oh, in last year. Oh, God, that's the hard part's over then, sweetheart. Yeah, I think you're fine. Really? You yeah, don't need yeah, any yeah. advice from us. Yeah. Just uh, keep talking to each other. Keep, uh, you know, being open and honest. Talk about okay. your feelings. Spend time together as much time as you can. Okay. Here's a okay. So you're gonna you're gonna love being married, right? Like because being married's fun. Okay. Be, being with somebody that you love and they love you, it's real. It's a good time. You have to each other both be aware of what you like about the relationship and what makes you jazzed to be together and what gives you energy and what makes you feel fulfilled and satisfied and all that stuff. Because all that, the, the stuff that you sort of really, really enjoy is often the stuff that you then take for granted because you think it comes so natural to you guys because you're such a good fit. But those things are actually the things that you need to make sure that you work on to maintain. If you guys have, you know, great sex, 
Um, don't assume that it's always going to be that way because life is going to bog you down and the things that you enjoy are going to be the first things that go because you don't work on them and you don't pay attention to them and then all of a sudden you guys aren't talking as much as you were anymore and you're getting home and you're going to sit on the couch together you're going to watch three hours of Netflix one of you is going to fall asleep and then you're going to bed separately and that's going to be your life for a little while Uh, but you have to just make sure that you maintain the things that make you interested in being with that person okay the other thing I will say, wait, do you have kids already or no? No, he has two from a previous marriage. Okay, do you plan on having kids? Yeah, we plan on having at least one. Okay, so here's what I would recommend. I mean, may not work for everybody. Between Jenna and I, um, we enjoyed this part of it, which is spend time, even though you'd been together for three years before becoming husband and wife, have a little bit of time to be husband and wife before you get into having kids. Spend the time and go traveling and do this, do that as like a married, married couple. Okay. The one thing you're going to hear, especially on your wedding day, oh, next it's time for children. Yeah. When are you guys going to have kids? Don't listen to any oh, of that. Oh, don't worry. Uh, that's already been started. Yeah. So don't don't be listening to any of that, uh, that pressure. When you guys fight, what do you fight about? The little things. Like what? Who bought milk? Who... Why is the toilet paper not replaced? Okay, so those things are going to be the things that will ruin an entire weekend in five years. <laughs> yeah, but, but arguing is healthy. Okay. Those, those are going to be the things that they're the, the sort of inconsequential little nothing. They're going to be the things that you will eventually blow your top over. Okay. And you got to know that that's coming. You have to expect it. And it shouldn't be a surprise when it does happen. But it's going to happen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But just as long as you guys laugh at the same things, you like a couple of the same shows, you eat the same food and uh, you like his family and he likes your family. You just, just sit there and be in love and just make sure you maintain and make sure every now and then you guys sit each other down, look at each other in the face and have a conversation about your relationship. Okay. And never go to bed angry. Never go to bed angry. Okay. Thanks. All right, love. Thanks, Anub. Congratulations. Thank you. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. Only on KISS. Do you have a time of day where you feel that you're at your best, where you're in your best mood? Like, give me a window. Do you mean productive we're, we're talking, or just we're, happy? We're talking Monday to Friday here. So I'll give you an example, okay? So when they polled individuals and asked them where they feel that they are in their best mood during the day. Yeah. Um, so on weekends... You're at your best starting at around 11 a.m. But let's talk Monday to Friday here. When are you in your best mood? When are you feeling at your absolute best Monday to Friday? I'm going to say the average person is going to say... No, say you. Oh, for me. You, because that's how you get these numbers. Okay, but my best feeling time of day is going to be different from the average because that's of what okay. time I wake up. That's okay. We can so, figure it out. We know what your we know what your morning is and what your evening is. So I would say between 10 and about 10 a.m. and about 12:30. Okay. Or 10 a.m. let's say 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Okay. So if you had a regular person's life where you were working 9 to 5, yeah. those numbers would be what then for you? Maybe like between 2 and 5 p.m. So still at work. Still, you feel that you're in your best maybe mood. Maybe during the day. Like, uh, yeah, because I'm like a little bit more productive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maury? I'm going to totally say between 7 and 9 p.m. because it's right around the time dinner is served. And when, you know, you're on the served. couch watching and watching <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Matthew served. would love to hear that. The $60 ice cream on Uber Eats just arrived. <laughs> dinner served. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, they say that you're in your best mood at your best between 6 and 9 p.m. Monday to Friday. I mean, I would like gear towards the later, like 9 p.m. kind of thing when you sort of get under the covers with a good book. Uh, they also ask those same people, what is something that will instantly put you in a good mood? So let's say you're not at your best. You're not okay. at your best mood, right? But what will instantly put you in a good mood? Like comfort food, maybe? Like a pizza? Uh, comfort food is having a snack. Number 10 on the list. Yes, da- I will say that. Dancing in the living room. Um, no. Oh, no. What about a... Like uh, a kiss from your significant other. Getting a hug is on the list. Yes. yes. Uh, flowers in bloom is number nine. The sounds of birds chirping always put people in a good mood, they say. Really? Good weather. Oh, I was just going to say sunshine. Yes. Good weather. Getting a hug at number six. Finding money. Finding money at number five. Really? Yep. Oh. Uh, getting a compliment. Oh, okay. You know what those are, more? I've given them to you. <laughs> uh, going for a walk at number three. Yeah. When the sun comes out. So I guess you're oh, looking yeah. at clouds, everything else, sun comes out, instantly puts you Ooh. in a better mood. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the one thing that will they say will always uh, is a guaranteed mood changer, which is a good night's sleep. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Also $60 ice cream from Uber Eats. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I've paid some extraordinary amounts of money for things when like I've traveled, stay, staying in hotels. Okay. Because we all know the stories of hotels, just they charge ridiculous amounts oh. of money for ridiculous things. Everything right? is the answer. I, I think that one of my most outrageous charges was. Oh, what did it work out to? It was $28 for a small pot of coffee plus an 18% delivery fee. Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. That must have been some good-ass coffee, though. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, but Iggy Azalea was in Vegas, and she didn't say which hotel she was at. Okay. I love but, Vegas. But Iggy Azalea was in Vegas, and she starts tweeting her lunch. Okay. And she ordered a grilled cheese sandwich. And the grilled cheese sandwich was $54. Oh my God, $54? Okay. It's made out of gold. Okay. The grilled cheese sandwich was $54. Then she comes back on social media and goes, oh my God, it's worse than I thought because they charged her $10.08 for cutlery. (gasps) So there's a cutlery charge. I've never heard of that before. So they charge her $10.08 for cutlery. Then she was like, okay, they're starting to make things better. She goes, they just delivered an ice bucket. And then she, they hand her the ice bucket and then she opens the ice bucket and the ice bucket's empty. So you have to go get your own ice at that point. And then she sort of ended it where everybody was like, dude, you got to take the TV. You got to take everything else. Yeah. And, uh, and then, so I think her last post was her throwing the cutlery in her luggage <laughs> and somebody was like man you, you're gonna get busted and like they like you can't steal cutlery and then her response was you can't steal something that i have a receipt for <laughs> i bought it i paid ten dollars and eight cents for a fork and knife and like the grilled cheese like i understand like sometimes you get like a super fancy grilled cheese yeah. or a super fancy burger or whatever it is this was a straight up white bread grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, but maybe Nothing the cheese in it was it. expensive. Like maybe it was like Gouda or something. No, no $54. it was just regular Cracker Barrel. 
$54. Like, you put, like, no lobster in it. Nothing. Like, I would understand no. if it was, like, a lobster no. grilled cheese, no. right? Oh, that sounds good. $54. That's what they charge in a hotel. For just Wonder Bread and for Cracker a, Barrel. Yeah, for a, for a grilled cheese sandwich. $54. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, um, we often talk about the lies you tell in a relationship. Yeah. Mostly financials. Of course. But what about early on in a relationship? Do you remember back to when you were in those relationships where they were new? Yeah. And the sort of truths that you would bend, the sort of lies that you may tell or be told. Like, what are people most likely to lie about at the beginning, in the early stages Hmm. of a relationship? That's not money? Even before you know how far this relationship is going to go. Your number, how many previous relationships you've had. Oh, there we go. Hold on here. Let me see. Did if you lie to Matthew about that? But you think that you get in that very early on in a relationship? Yeah, I, don't think, I think when people start dating, within the least the first couple of dates, you start talking about, you know, what's your number? No, you don't. Thousand percent. the first couple? Really? Nah, man. Yeah, absolutely. You would never bring that up because we know your number. It's two. Oh, and the scary thing is when on a TV show they start talking about what the number is, I immediately change That's the That's always awkward. That's because always then awkward. You know it's going to come up on the couch. No, uh, it only comes up because know. you feel weird about getting into that kind of conversation so with Matthew. So here's what they say are the things that you lie about most frequently in the early stages of a relationship. Well, how much you make at work? Their salary is number one. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Number one on the list Age. is is Age. your is your salary. So um, hobbies and interest is number 10. Because a lot of people are like, well, what do you do on the weekends? Oh, you know what? Last weekend, you know what? I I just went to the museum alone. It's beautiful. Samples. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You sat on the couch with your shirt off (laughs) watching Netflix. Yeah. Like you volunteer. Uh, Where they (laughs) live Uh at number nine. But I would find, I feel like that's like a a somewhat of a difficult thing to lie about because what if the relationship progresses and you want to invite that person over? Then you're living the life of Maury where you have to now live with all the lies you told at the beginning of the relationship. Uh, Number eight, your current living arrangements, like the number of roommates you have or Mm. still living at home. Mm. A lot of people say they live on their own when they don't. Uh, Whether you're seeing other people at that time or not. Oh yeah, true, true, That's a big one. Uh, Intentions with the relationship is at number six. A lot of people will either go too hard on, you know what, I just want to keep it casual. Yeah. Right? Uh, at number five is their family. What? Maybe you got a, maybe your dad's in the joint or maybe you grew, oh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, at number four is their job, lie about their job. Did you ever lie about your job more? No, I love my job. No, I don't. When you were like early on in relationships, when you were younger, did like you lie ever about a job that you you did things that you didn't do? Oh, I, I, I sort of embellished what I did because, right. like, early on when I worked at the movie theater or whatever, I would you know say things like I didn't want to say I work at a concession stand. What did you say? Oh, that I was you know assistant manager. <laughs> oh my god, you were assistant <laughs> manager. Meanwhile, I was the guy in charge of the posters. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny that Maury's big lie? Is no. that he's assistant manager of a movie theater? <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with being assistant yeah. manager at a movie theater, but when when that then becomes like I can't go farther than that, it won't be believable. You know what I mean? Like that, that is I can't the height. Say that I'm the manager. Yeah, like that, that's the height of your own sort of internal potential at that moment. Like, what is the? How far can I take this before getting called out? Um, lie about their job. A uh, debt at number three. Hell yeah. yeah. You still lie about that. Spending habits at number oh, two. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you still lie about and, that. And Mocha called this one early, which is their salary. How's age not on there? 
Because everything's an app now. Yeah. Everything has your age on it. Everybody knows everybody else's age now. No, but you lie on the app. No one tells uh, the truth about your age. Does Matthew know how much money you make? I think, um, you know, that's a good question. Then a no. Yeah, I guess a no. Oh, He's look a- at that. I don't think he does. You've never asked? <laughs> you, or you've never told him? Well, no, I like mean, you've never gone home after you know at the end of the day and been like T four at the end of the year. I've been like, hey Matthew, guess what? Great news! I got a raise. Yeah, here's how much I'm going to be making. Yeah, in the you know the next like little while, next couple of years. I think it came down to I was in, like I didn't want him to feel bad because I made more, <laughs> but yet but yet he's better with his money and he makes. You made less. more than Matthew, and you're still like <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't in even financial crisis. Don't even. Don't even. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, underwater. <laughs> underwater. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You see those pictures of Camila Cabello and her not boyfriend, Sean Mendez? Do they look like they're not in love still? Yeah, yeah. totally not in love. Out in Miami. <laughs> in the water. Her arms wrapped around his neck. His mm. arms wrapped around her waist. Yeah. Lips touching. In a kissing fashion. And he's currently on tour and she's been popping up at a couple of the tour dates every now and then. Also, these two who are not in a relationship pictured uh, holding hands as they got out of the water. I'll tell you, you know, aside from wanting to keep things under wraps because the massive amount of attention, I get it even on just a civilian level because those first couple of weeks or months when you're in a brand new relationship are sexy. And one of the reasons that they are sexy is when you sort of have an almost kind of secret relationship. Yeah. You know, and I don't mean secret as in there's shame that you don't want to tell somebody you're dating a person because of any particular reason about that person. But you just haven't got to the point of where you've told people yet where you're just still trying to figure each other out and you're both living in your own bubble that you're sort of creating together. It's a sexy time in a relationship. Do you remember when Jay-Z and Beyonce said absolutely nothing, didn't acknowledge their relationship at all, even up until their wedding day? Like, it wasn't like, hey, yeah, we've been dating for all these years and... Guess what? Now we're going to get married. Yeah. It was like, okay, are they? Are they not? I mean, they're pictured everywhere together. Yeah, we and then knew, all of, though. Everybody knew. Yeah. It was just never acknowledged. And all of a sudden, like years later, yeah. it was like, oh, Jay-Z and Beyonce getting married yeah. on this rooftop in New York. And here's who showed up. Yeah. Right? But, but even then, they like never said anything. Yeah, and I don't think you, I don't know if you have to. No, like, don't I don't have I don't, to. I, I, I mean, the, the problem with not saying something when you're Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello is that people won't stop asking about it. The problem, if you do acknowledge your relationship, is that people won't stop asking about it. Yeah. Now, when you live your life on social like a lot of young stars do, and then you then clam up when somebody asks you a very normal question about your life that you post on social and you don't want to talk about it. That's what I have a problem with. But if they're not particularly flaunting their relationship no, through, through social, These they're are all still just trying like to, paparazzi yeah, pictures, they're, they're right? still trying to keep it sexy. Yeah. Like, I get that. Like, I get the idea of, it's very, it's a, it's a, you have this small window in the beginning of a relationship where you have that sort of sexy secret time together. And yeah. when it's gone, it's gone forever, right? You you never get that back in a relationship. And and that sort of period where you're just trying to keep it sexy is just, there's nothing to compare to it, 
right? And so if they're not going hard on social, they're still just trying to keep it sexy. Yeah. I, you There's know what? nothing wrong with I that, I like them man. as a couple. Yeah. I think they're fine. I think anything you anything you do, just you should always look at everything you do in life and at least try and find one angle on how to make it sexy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just everything you do. It doesn't have to be entirely sexy. No, for sure. But just everything you do, just try and find that one way to just make it a little bit sexy. But yeah, looking at these pictures of them in the water kissing and stuff. Yeah, man. Totally not the relationship. <laughs> Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Ross and Mocha got you. Nicoletta, how are you? It's Ross and Mocha. I'm, I'm good, how are you? Great. Uh, Nicoletta, you wrote us this. Um, hey, Ross and Mocha, Fix My Life. Almost two years ago, I lost my job, along with a few other colleagues. One of them, James, and I had become good friends. We ended up hooking up at a party a little while later. We talked all the time, and there was flirting. Uh, but he left the country for a job. Now, he's coming back, but I don't know when. We've never had, quote, the talk about us, so I'm in limbo, and I don't want to push when he's that far away, but it would be nice to know. So when you say hooked up, what do you mean hooked up? Had sex. Okay. And it was just like a one-night thing? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we talked all the time afterwards, so. But, but you weren't carrying on with, like, dates and, and when he was no. still here, sort of moving the relationship forward in any way? No. Okay. No, he's too busy. He lost his house. So he was kind of going through a whole bunch of stuff then. Okay. And how long has he been out of the country for? It'll be a year in November. And when he comes back, is he coming back like for good or is it like temporary and then he has to go somewhere else? The plan is to come back for good when he finds a job here. So um, what's the communication been with him since he's been gone? Um, hit and miss depending because I think it's Columbia he's in, so it depends on service. So I usually contact him over like LinkedIn or something. Yeah. But what do you guys talk but about? Anything and everything how he's doing. He hates where he is. He asks how I'm doing. How's work? Do you talk about yourselves as a sort of couple? Like, do you say no. that you miss each other? I say I miss him. He kind of says the same thing, but nothing in depth. If you get to that, he talks about his head is in the right place to have that kind of discussion right now. Do, um, you, do you ever talk about the night you hooked up? No. No. Hmm. We haven't yet, no, because he's not here. <laughs> so. is, is there a chance that maybe it was a one-time hookup for James and... That's it? Oh, it could be. I don't know. We never got a chance to actually sit down and but, talk yeah, about it. Yeah, you know. What does your gut tell you? My gut tells me there's more there. Yeah, okay. Based on how he, because he'll, he'll text me and he'll end the text with the XX and that kind of thing. Yeah. Which is not something you do with. Do you want to be in a relationship with him? I'd like to be, but if it's not going to happen, I'm okay with it. So, I'll keep so, him as a friend. But. Well, here's the thing is that you, you, the, the, it's, it's risk and reward, okay? <laughs> and with any of these times where you're, you fall in love with somebody and they're a friend, the idea of confessing your love to them. And if they're like, ah, I'm not there, but thanks. If you, if you think that you're yeah. going to go back to being the same friends that you were, you're crazy. Oh, no, I know. You have, I know. To, you have to be able to risk your, in your head, whether it's the way it's going to be or not. But when you sort of get to that place where you're like, I need to tell this person that I'm wildly in love with them. I need to tell my friend that I'm in love with them. You have yeah. to also be comfortable with the fact that you may torch your entire friendship or alter it in a way that it will never be the way that it was. Yeah. I know. I just don't want to do it when he's overseas because it doesn't seem fair to him. So yeah, but I think that if he missed you and you know was you guys had that you know one great night together, I think maybe you would talk about it. I think that you would be a little bit flirty. Yeah, just flirty, but we don't talk about that. No, I'd say you know what, honestly, Nicoletta, I think you should just leave it alone. 
Okay. Like if your friendship is good and mm-hmm. you have a fantastic conversation, your texts between each other are great. Um, I wouldn't want you to to like risk that happiness that you have in your life right now mm-hmm. by saying something that may, you know, make him want to distance himself from you. True. Do you think that this guy's going to be your friend for life? Oh God, I don't know. That'd be nice, but so you don't <laughs> know. know you don't. Days, so right? you don't. So you don't know. No. You don't know. What no. if you found a What if you found a boyfriend tomorrow? Yeah, I found a boyfriend, and he's still a friend. So <laughs> yeah, you think that your boyfriend's going to be cool with that? Uh, well, he's not my boyfriend yet. No, 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 no. Your new boyfriend. Oh, the other one. Your oh, I don't boyfriend. know. Yeah, no. It depends. Prob- probably it depends. not. Probably not. Damn, Nicoletta, know. it sounds like you got to have a lot of conversations so, with a lot of guys. Yeah, Nicoletta, I think that <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm leaning towards the fact that uh, this is bothering you. Yeah, and, but it's yep. not it's not a terrible bother. You're in love, no. right? It, which yep. is which is the, the the greatest problem to have in most situations, and yes. you just want the person that you're in love with one to know that you love them, even if they don't love you back. You you have to get yes. that off your chest. That's the way love works, right? You yes. got it all inside you, and you need to throw it at a human being. Right. True. And True. I'm all, and I'm all, I'm all for that because if this guy is not going to be, if you can't say right now that this guy's going to be your friend for life, okay, mm-hmm. then, then take the chance. Maybe that far take, away, take not the, in person. No, I listen. Call him on the phone or wait till he comes back or whatever it is. But take the chance. When he comes back, I definitely want to meet up with him. He's always texting me saying, "I want to make you dinner. We'll get together." Yeah, and... take the chance. Okay. What do you got to lose? I don't know. Friendship. Oh. Yeah. Possibly, but yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Life you is do. short, right? Life is short, man. Yeah. You got to jump. Very true. All I'm right. going to jump. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Right Thanks, Nicoletta. Take care. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Only on KISS. I was out of town. I was at the cottage where we have no air conditioning. Yeah. And, oh, boy. And I was alone. And so I buggered off for three hours and went to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah? Yeah, in the air conditioning. Oh, nice. Yeah, alone. Did you like the movie? Yeah, I loved it. Good. It's crazy. Did you fall good. asleep? No, oh, no, nice. not at all. Not at all. It's really. Uh, are you are you a Tarantino fan? I do enjoy his movies. Yes. It's it's the same, but so different than any other Tarantino movie. One, there's really not a lot of swearing. What? Yeah. Which I love the way Tarantino writes profanity. But there's not a lot of swearing at all. Like, it's not that kind of movie where people are just stringing together these beautifully, you know, written ways of destroying somebody with words. Tarantino doing, like, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot of swearing. There's very little violence, except for extreme violence. But other than that, there's very little violence. But the violence So instead of there being... A lot of violence throughout the movie. Yeah. There's some violence throughout the movie. And when that some violence happens, it's extreme. Yes. Okay. Yes. But other than that, like it's, I mean, you're looking at a movie that's almost three hours long, right? Right. And the the amount of violence in the movie is minimal. Like I yeah. would say like minimal. Mm. Um, you're not going to get like that Kill Bill scene. Well... <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that it's not strung throughout. Kill Bill was a violent movie throughout. Yeah. And Glorious Bastards was a violent movie throughout. Reservoir Dogs was a violent movie throughout. Pulp Fiction was a violent movie throughout. This is not a violent movie throughout. This is a... a Sprinkle of violence here and there? Nope. Oh. No, I'm too... No, like there's... As far as the violence goes, you're looking at two scenes in a three-hour movie. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, it's... Uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio just being the greatest on-screen pairing you'll ever see. Oh, nice. Like, it's just awesome. But everybody was going in on 
Tarantino's uh, fetish with feet, specifically dirty feet. Dirty feet? Because, yeah, apparently he's got like a thing with feet. Like Tarantino always puts feet, like somebody's feet in his movie. And, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's always, you know, there's always somebody's feet in movies, right? It's his thing. I think I've read something about him yeah. and his foot fetish. Yeah, yeah, recently. yeah. But, so there's, I think, five scenes in the movie where you see somebody's feet. But it's not just feet. It's dirty feet. Gross. Like... It's not like when they show what, what, the, like filthy, like they're just like, like full just of dirty. grime like, okay, and dirt. Like, like, okay, you know, and I don't have this because I don't walk around in sandals as much as Catherine does. But if you look at the bottom of my feet and you look at the bottom of Catherine's feet, yeah. Catherine looks like she works on an oil rig. Okay. Okay. Where I look like I work at Holt Renfrew. Sure. Right? Catherine's feet are always dirty. She just has dirty girl feet. Yeah. Where it's like walking around outside in the city in open toed everything. Yeah. Like her feet are just always a little bit orange sure. like on the bottom, right? Yeah. Like it's scrubbed off. Like there's no fresh dirt, but it's just an accumulation of the city, right? So there's a lot of that. Like there's huh. just a lot of like, all of a sudden feet just pop up like somebody's sitting there and they relax and yeah. then their feet become the forefront of the scene and you're just fixated on them because you're like, now did she know that her feet were this dirty and then they, she just shot the scene and then they were like, that's cool. And then you see another pair of dirty feet, another pair of and dirty like, feet. And you're like, oh, this is on purpose. And you're like, yeah, exactly. Because Tarantino's a weirdo. <laughs> Like that. Right. Okay. <laughs> so so there's there's that. Um, but no, the movie is incredible, and I guess it did like forty million at the box office. It still didn't beat Lion King, but it did oh, like four, no. it did like forty million for a three hour Tarantino movie. That's not a sequel or a franchise. Yeah. You know, that's an incredible opening. It was his biggest opening. But uh, but no, the movie's really cool. Yeah. Like it, it is. It's it's so different. Um, but if you sort of grew up with, if you were young when the Tarantino movie started coming out and you're sort of grown now, this is the perfect movie for Tarantino to do for you at the point of you are in your life right now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And it's dirty really feet. Awesome. And so many dirty feet. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. So, you have not seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet. I have not. As we gotta talk about real quick here. Brad Pitt, Leo... Quentin Tarantino movie. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. And like a whole bunch of other people too. Like there's a bunch of cameos in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not a ton. Like it's not sort of, it's not distracting. I'll say that. Uh, but Are you allowed to say who? Uh, Bruce Lee's daughter, Shan- Shannon Lee, says that she was, quote, that it was disheartening to see the way that Quentin Tarantino depicted her father in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as an arrogant a-hole who was oh, wow. full of hot air. So there's a scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it's even in the trailer a little tiny bit. Yeah. Where the actor who plays Bruce Lee is sort of boasting and showboating and full of arrogance. So this is a little bit of that. My hands are registered as lethal weapons. We get into a fight. I accidentally kill you. I go to jail. Anybody accidentally kills anybody in a fight, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter. So in the scene, what happens is, so first of all, she says this. I can understand all the reasoning behind what is portrayed in the movie. She goes, I understand that the two characters are anti-heroes, and this is sort of like a rage fantasy of what would happen, and they're portraying a period in time that clearly had a lot of racism. 
She goes on to say, I understand that they want to make Brad Pitt's character the super badass who could beat up Bruce Lee, but they don't need to treat him in the way that white Hollywood did when he was alive. He comes across as an arrogant a-hole who is full of hot air and not someone who had to fight uh, triple as hard as any of those people did to accomplish what was naturally given to so many others. So the scene is... And you've seen it where the guy playing Bruce Lee goes, if I kill you in a fight, uh, I go to jail because my hands are lethal weapons and it's manslaughter. And Brad Pitt's character goes, if anybody kills anybody in a fight, you go to jail because it's manslaughter. Um, And then they get up and Brad Pitt is like, okay, come at me. And then Bruce Lee kicks him and Brad Pitt goes flying. And then Brad Pitt's character is like, okay, do that again. And then Bruce Lee goes to kick him and Brad Pitt grabs his leg and throws him through a car, basically. Oh, damn. So here's the thing. I get that and it's all sort of played for jokes and everything else. Yeah. But that whole scene where this happens is a daydream. So the whole scene with Bruce Lee is Brad Pitt daydreaming about kicking Bruce Lee's ass. Oh, Hmm. Right? So if it wasn't taken from an actual, like, thing that happened... No, no, no. None of this stuff in the movie ever happened, right? It's all fantasy. It's all Quentin Tarantino fantasy. But within that fantasy is also a fantasy. Hmm. Right? And then you could say that... So I don't think then Bruce Lee's daughter... Could it's say weird. What she it's, said. it's weird. Like, because the one thing you can't do, like, you can say a lot of things about Bruce Lee, and it's super weird. But like, the one thing that people are extremely protective of is the fact that nobody could ever kick Bruce Lee's ass. Right. And I think that people are offended that in a movie, it's not about the voice or the look or his arrogance or anything else. It was about the fact that Quentin Tarantino put a scene in a movie where somebody kicked Bruce Lee's ass. Yeah, but it was part I of like that, a a, yes, fan, a dream sequence. It is part of a, 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 so like I don't a know daydream. If that counts. It's weird, and I don't know how to feel about this because. The the scene is really funny, but I think it's really funny because it's some guy's fantasy about kicking Bruce Lee's yeah, ass. Where, in actuality, nobody could. Right. Maybe they could. We don't know, but you're not allowed to say they could. Even if it was a dream? Even if it was a fantasy? Yeah, I don't know. It's a really tricky It's a tricky area. Anyway, I love the movie and I love the scene, and I yeah. was a huge Bruce Lee fan, but I get how you would be sort of offended by this, but I don't know if they're offended because of the sort of racial aspects of the scene, or if they're actually just offended that somebody put Bruce Lee in a movie where Bruce Lee loses a fight. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. What'd you think of this Army Hammer video? So, Sucking toes? Yeah, so... Um, Army Hammer put a video on Insta the other night and everybody went in on him. And just let me just preface this by saying I'm not a huge fan of Army Hammer. More importantly, Army Hammer is not a huge fan of me. Didn't you guys get into a fight or something? Yeah, it was. And I sort not of feel like bad. physical. Just No, no. We, um, he, I don't know, man. He was doing a movie and there was a lot of controversy around the movie and I was talking to the entire cast about it and everybody was great and they gave great answers and they had thought through what they were going to say if the controversy came up. And then I sat down in front of Army Hammer and I asked him about it and he shut me down and then I got pissy about it and I pressed and then he basically had me get kicked out of the room and, you got kicked uh, out of the room. Yeah, they shut it all down. Oh, they shut boy. the entire interview down. And they and then they didn't give they wouldn't release the footage to me. 
Oh, you um, got shut down by Zorro. Yeah, I got shut down by Zorro. No, so, not Zorro. Um, uh, Lone Ranger. Lone, yes, exactly. <laughs> and 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 do I do I feel bad now about it? No, I don't feel bad now. But it, it now, I, I guess I sort of went in there trying to trying to make a point because it was a huge story, and I felt that the story was sort of being ignored a little bit by key members of the cast that they were downplaying what I felt was a huge story. It was the the it was the director's involvement. Involvement in a sexual assault years ago right. that also included, I believe, one of the writers of the movie, and so it was it was a heavy topic to get into, and everybody else was really really gracious, including the director, and they they had prepared what they were going to say. Anyway, I don't care about that. So what I'm saying is that I, I'm not one to defend Army Hammer, sure, but I have to defend Army Hammer, okay, because Army Hammer released a video where his like little kid, his son, who's I think like two something maybe right yeah. two and a half, I guess, is sitting at the end of the couch w- with Army's bare foot in his mouth. And the kid okay. and the kid is sucking on his toes. What people are freaking out over that? Freaking out about no, it? Why? Yes, but I think that so kids do weird things, right? Yeah, and it's hilarious when a kid throws your foot in his mouth, and then it's funny, and you're all laughing. Sure, but I think where Army Hammer went wrong was that he used the hashtag foot fetish on fleek. Oh. <laughs> So I think if it's a fun thing that your kid is sucking your toes, right? I think that that's cool. It's, it's a fun, <laughs> stupid moment between a dad and his kid. But when you when you use the word foot fetish as your child is sucking your toes, it creeped a lot of people yeah. out. Also, nobody says fleek anymore, Army Hammer. Right. But it, yeah, it that's creeped weird. a lot like, of people out. If you're going to use a hash, just do something stupid like dem toes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but you no, know what he mean? said foot fetish. Yeah, that that's weird. Right? And Army Hammer also has a history of liking very weird posts on Twitter. Oh, like, really? Yeah, where oh. people were like, does Army Hammer know that when he likes something, we can all see that he likes something? <laughs> <laughs> I bet right? you he doesn't. I bet so, you he doesn't. And anyway, his wife had to His wife had to respond because Perez Hilton got involved. Oh, God. And so Army Hammer's wife, Elizabeth, says this. Um, our son likes to play with people's feet. And I put a video on our family stream because this phase is an ongoing joke. And she goes on to say, uh, sharing the video on Instagram was definitely not the best move on Army's part. She goes on to say uh, that our child's safety and well-being is always our first priority. So I just hate that any parent then has to say, our child's safety and well-being is our first priority after yeah. releasing a video like that. It's a terrible world that we live in. The 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 online just sort of cult of attacking people yeah. for ridiculous things. Also, Army Hammer hates you. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Lily Singh has a premiere date for her late night show. Yeah, big up Lily Singh, Scarborough. Uh, September 16th. Love it, and the, it's it's interesting. The the design by the show was actually quite a brilliant move to hire um, Lily for that time slot because that time slot is it's 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 very much a, a dead zone, yeah. right? Carson Daly did that time slot for fifteen years, and did you ever hear anything about the Carson Daly show? No, no, never. Um, but the way that those shows survive now is they're going to be fueled. The word of mouth, anyway, will be fueled by what winds up on YouTube. Yeah. You know, like I haven't watched a late night show in forever, but I've seen a lot of Corden. I've seen a lot of Fallon. I watch a lot of Kimmel and it's all after the, it's all the day after on YouTube. And that's what they want for this slot. So it was a brilliant move hiring somebody who already has a monster following. 
mm-hmm. to kickstart those conversations about the show. Yeah. You couldn't do you couldn't do this with somebody who is not already established on the platform. You couldn't. There's no way to build that in 2019. She's so, got. Uh, 14.8 million subscribers yeah. on her YouTube channel alone. Yeah. So That's just YouTube. Yeah. So you hire Lily Singh because you know that these shows will survive yeah. because of YouTube the following morning and the following day. Yeah. And she'll and, probably just load it up with, uh, with a lot of skits. Yeah. Right? She'll load up the show with a lot of skits and then also... The celebs that she has on her show that she'll interview, I'm sure she will incorporate into some of the skits, yeah. which will then help them go viral, yeah. right? And it'll, it'll all, everything they do on that show is going to be designed to be packaged perfectly, not for a network late night talk show. No, no. But no, it's no, going to no. be designed to be packaged perfectly for YouTube views, yeah. like 100%. So, uh, 1.30 a.m., uh, September 16th wow. is when uh, I'm a excited, little late man. With Lily I'm Singh so happy for Lily Singh. It's going to debut. Um, I'm just so happy for her and I cannot wait. And, and like you said, she's got such a huge following yeah. and people in Hollywood love her. Yeah. Right. Which is why I think the show is also going to help, uh, help take off. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, it's a, it's, it was an interesting play. That was a smart play. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello. Yo, Sass. Yes. What's up? It's Roz and Mocha. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Yo! <laughs> happy birthday, Dad! <laughs> Thanks, homie. Thanks. <laughs> What's going on, homie? Not much. Not much. Just getting the day started. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Are you still at home? You still at home, right? Okay. Well, yeah, your wife hit us up, slid into our DMs like real late at night, and told us to give you a call because it's your birthday. Thank you. What are you doing to celebrate? You know, I'm probably going to go out tomorrow night with the family. Oh, okay. Cool. Anywhere specific that you guys typically go when it's somebody's birthday? Uh, no, not typically. Um, but probably gonna go down to the dance for Okay, nice. Nice. Like my family, the uh, the usual birthday spot to celebrate is always Red Lobster. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Yeah, that's a Catherine used to. Always Red you Lobster. You've never been? You never been to Red Lobster? Uh, Yo, we should go, dude. Uh, I've never been to a Red, I grew, red Lobster, man. You know where the I grew bread. up? The garlic bread. Yeah, totally. You know, you know what Red Lobster was for me when I was growing up? What? Like a place that people went to in movies. Oh, really? Yeah, I never met anybody who had ever gone to a red... Some, no, every now and then, like, one of the, the kids whose parents had money would take them on vacation to, like, Florida in the summer or something like that, and they would come back with stories of going to Red Lobster. Like, it's, it was something that people did, like, when they went to... When their rich parents took them to America. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Red Lobster is always a staple. Um, I know DJ Climax, his family, man, they are all about Mandarin. Yeah. Every birthday, every yeah. holiday, anytime yeah. they get together, it's always, always, always Mandarin. Growing up, there was, for my mom's birthday anyway, it was my mom's birthday and Father's Day was always Swiss Chalet. Yeah. But like, you would go to the restaurant. Yeah. Like, of once, like I haven't been to. I've been set. to Swiss Chalet in the actual restaurant in like yeah. maybe three years. Yeah. My dad yeah. always wants to go wherever they're doing something free for your birthday. Right. Like if it's Jack Astor's, <laughs> you get a free some sort of dessert. Yeah. Or Tucker's Marketplace. You get the, if it's your birthday, you eat free. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so wow. that's where we all have to go. Yeah. I'm sure you have the list. <laughs> oh, in, uh, do they have um, Moose Winooski out here? Moose Winooski? What's no, that? Moose Winooski. Okay. So no. when I lived in, when I lived in yeah. Kitchener, yeah. right, there's a place, uh, a restaurant slash sports it's bar slash pub called. It's much like Jack, like a Jack Astor's. Okay, sure, yeah. it's called Moose Winooski. Yeah. And yeah, my wife, I think my wife knows that. Yeah, she's, oh, yeah? she's from Cambridge, so she oh, knows. Oh, so yeah. she would know. Okay, so she knows <laughs> that on a special occasion, like your birthday or whatever, right? Yeah. 
the staff, you know how like restaurants staff will come out and sing? Yeah. So at this place though, they bring out this giant moose hat with the yeah. antlers and everything. Yeah, the hat. And yeah. you wear the hat and you stand on the chair in yeah. front of everybody while the staff gathers around and they sing a song to you. Oh my God. I'd wet myself. I would be the guy standing on a chair in the antlers who, who peed. Like, I can't deal with that kind of attention. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, Sass, listen, you sound like you have a wonderful family. Uh, we just thank wanted to call much. to say happy birthday and to thank you for listening to the Ronas and Mocha show. Your wife thank said you. that uh, you've been listening for a real, real long time, and we're coming up on our 10-year yep. anniversary, and we can't thank you enough, man. We really, really appreciate it. Oh, man, you guys are awesome. You guys make the morning work. And we can't end this phone call without two things. Number one, we got to sing you happy birthday. Oh, yeah, right. No antlers. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to make you wear the antlers. Don't worry. Sass. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sass. Happy birthday to you. Who's your favorite? That's going to be the second thing I ask. Oh my God. Oh, it's going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, brother. Have a great weekend. Have a great day. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, Marjorie, it's Ronza Mocha. How are you today? Good morning. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for your submission to Ronza Mocha's family reunion. Thank you for having it. Uh, just want to go over your story here with you for a sec. So you wrote okay. us this. Uh, I would love for Ronza Mocha to fly me to Vancouver Island so that I can see my son and meet his children and his wife. My son was born in 1988 in Courtney, B.C. A family friend adopted him and raised him. The last time I saw him was on his first birthday. We lost touch over the years, but I was able to track him down just after his 19th birthday. It would do my heart so good to be able to see my son and meet his family. So go through the story here. So he was born in 88. What led to you leaving and a family friend adopting him? I was very young. I was 15 at the time. You were 15. Had just moved from New Brunswick to um, British Columbia to the island to live with my mom. Yeah. She was in the military. And it just wasn't uh, wasn't a good time for me to raise a baby. And uh, we had a family friend at the time. Her name was Kat. She couldn't have children, but she had a beautiful heart. And uh, she was willing to adopt Brendan and raise him as her own. And she did. But unfortunately, 18, came to, moved to Ontario, just life, you know? Yeah. Didn't really think about anything, and, and life happens. And I reached out every year on his birthday, tried to look for him, couldn't find him. But once he hit 19, he then had an, um, an internet or an online presence. Right. And I was able to track him down. So over and the I, years, when you weren't in his life, do you know if he had asked his adopted mother, Kat, about you or what like what happened to my mom type of thing? Um she did he did. Yeah. Um he he asked some questions but like Kat said, you know, this is the story. This is who they are or I am and you know when you're nineteen then you then you can pursue whatever you want. Right. Does he want to meet you? He does. He does. What are those conversations it, like? They've been hit and miss over the years. There's been a lot that's happened, but he's grown a lot and I've obviously grown life and 
it would be nice. He's got a beautiful family out there. They work hard. Um, it would be nice to be able to see him for you, once. <laughs> but you guys, you have said to him, I would love to go out there and meet your family. And he has replied with, that would be amazing. Or My door is always open. Your door is oh, always okay. open. So he's willing to sort of build a relationship with you, whatever that may look like. Yes. And yeah. have you seen like pictures of his kids so you know what they look like? And do they know that you are like your grandma as well? They do. They okay. do. We just haven't been able to physically connect. Yeah. Um, so money why, and, and why not life. though? Why not though? Why haven't you out of all these years, even saving $10 a month by now you could have bought a ticket. There's just been a lot of things that have happened. Um, Brendan was the proud father of a, of a little girl, Madison. Unfortunately, when she was four, she passed away from liver cancer. Oh God. Um, I just lost my mom in October. Yeah, to I cancer. Hear I hear you. Um, and I have a brother and my father are on the East Coast. So when things happen, I end up going to New Brunswick instead of putting the money aside to go to BC. I gotcha. I gotcha. Life. It's, life's tough and things Life. are expensive. Life. Um, wow. This is a really unique situation because, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I, I don't know if I've ever heard a story like this before. I've heard a lot of adoption stories. Um, and you, you hear a lot from people who were young and they, and they had kids. Um, but you know, when something is as simple as his door is always open, he wants to build a relationship with you, whatever that looks like. You want to build a relationship with him. And then the only thing that hold, that's holding both of you back from doing that is a plane ticket. Yeah. Sometimes you try, you have the best of intentions but it just doesn't work out that way. Well, Marjorie, uh, it's going to work out that way for you right now. What? The Razamoga Show and Air Transat want you <gasps> to reconnect and reunite with your son, who you haven't seen since he was a year old. Oh, my God. And his family. Oh, my God. We're flying you out to Vancouver. Really? You have no idea what this means to me. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize, what are you apologizing man. For? People got to stop oh apologizing God. when they get emotional. Just stop that. Oh my. Yeah, be you, Marjorie. If you we, got tears, you let them flow, so girl. Much. We, of course. Oh my God. You have. Oh, you have no idea what this means today. Um, uh. We're happy to help. That's why we do this. Thank that's, you. That's why we started doing this on this show. That's why Air Transat loves doing this. It's for people like you, families like yours. That's the whole design of uh, Razamoka's family reunion. So uh, we are more than happy to fly you out, Marjorie, to Vancouver to reconnect with your with your boy and his family. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Love you lots, Marjorie. Thank you. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's going on? What's your name? Stephanie. Stephanie, it's Raza Mocha. We're going to help figure out the situation for you. Okay, great. Stephanie just texted and said, hey, I've been listening to you guys for like six years now. I'm moving to North Bay and I have no idea how podcasts even work, but I'm going to learn or buy a car with satellite radio just so I can keep listening, LOL. So, Stephanie, <laughs> it's totally fine. We're going to get through this together, okay? Okay. What kind of device do you have? iPhone. You have I an iPhone? iPhone. Okay, if you do a search on your iPhone for Apple Podcasts, it should automatically be somewhere on your device. They come, the, the, the phones automatically... How do you search your phone? You don't know how to search your phone? No. Okay, so... Neither do I. Okay, so unlock your phone. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then anywhere like in the middle of the the screen, yeah. just swipe down. Okay. And then you see the search bar at the top. Yeah. Oh now, yeah, look at that. Type in Apple Podcast. And then you'll see the icon there, and it will either be automatically on your phone or will give you a link to the app store to download the app. Oh, I have it. Oh, see? Okay. So now, when you're in the actual app, so you have the app open? Yeah. Okay. Bottom right, hit the button that says search. Okay. Now type in Roz space, and then you'll see the second search result. Do you see that there? I found you. Okay. So all you now have to do is... Click on the picture, and then it's it's all there. And then there's on the right hand side, top right, you'll see a little like uh, purple circle with three little circles, white circles inside that circle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Click on that, and then just hit subscribe. It should be the first option at the top. Okay. Now on your phone, you'll have access to all like 89 episodes of our podcasts. Oh, perfect. Okay? And we release a podcast on Mondays and Fridays. So now that you're subscribed, it should automatically download to your device uh, every Monday, every Friday. Thank you. There you All go. Right. <laughs> so there you go. Wait, Stephanie, so why are you moving to North Bay? We bought a house. Oh, all right, cool. cool. Easy enough. Well, congratulations on the move. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, happy now that you're able to continue listening via the podcast. And between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Um, Roz. Oh. Figures the person who doesn't know how to work a podcast yeah. likes me best. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. Love you lots. Thank you guys for calling me. Bye. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hey, Roz and Mocha. This is Avery. Avery. Avery, how are you? Pretty good, and you? Good, good, man. What's going on? I uh, you know, I'm just getting ready for work. Uh, heading up to Thornbury this morning to do some cabinet installing. You're going to Thornbury to do some cabinet installing? Yeah, I work with my dad. We do uh, kitchen installing. Oh, nice. Kitchens right. are expensive, huh? Oh, very. Yeah. Like, do you guys yeah, do custom? Are you, are you, do you do custom stuff, or are you installing IKEA slash Home Depot cabinets? You know what? We'll, we'll kind of get whatever pays good enough. <laughs> but yeah. we do a lot of big custom homes. What, what What's the most you've seen somebody spend on a kitchen? Uh, I don't really know what the prices are, but we work in some very uh, expensive big houses where it's like eighteen rooms of cabinetry and like a month. Oh wow! Anybody famous that we would know? <laughs> no, uh, we worked pretty close to Drake's house once, but that was about it. <laughs> oh, even still, in the bridal path. That's an expensive yeah. part of Toronto, man. Yeah. yeah hey, did was, you meet uh, anyone that was working on Drake's house? No, we drove up there and there's security in his driveway and everything. You couldn't even get close to it. So. Oh, you couldn't even talk to any no, other trades, huh? No. no. And they all signed NDAs anyway. So. Yeah. 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 High security. Yeah. Cool, man. What's going on? What do you want to say? Uh, I was just going to say, uh, we listen to the show every morning. We moved here from Manitoba a couple years ago. And uh, we actually lose service to the station about 20 minutes into our drive north every morning. So we had a Bluetooth speaker we're putting on our dashboard to tune into the <laughs> oh, radio. Oh, nice. Wow, bro. Wow. wow, that so is dedication. Weekend, I finally switched out our truck stereo so we have Bluetooth in there now so we don't have to use the speaker anymore. It's oh, nice. Wow, dude. Um, that's incredible. Just, just listen to you guys. That's so awesome. It's so awesome. What made you leave uh, Manitoba? Uh, well, he moves here. My dad and my stepmom moved here three years ago, about, and uh, they came here just to get more consistent work because we were doing kitchens out there too. Yeah. And then uh, out here, there's just endless amounts of work, so I came up here and joined him again to do kitchen installing again. Oh, nice. Is, our, show, it, our show's not on in Manitoba, right? It is Good, not. Because Manitoba's no. awful. No, I, no. I wanted oh, to say damn. that. <laughs> uh, how, so how did you discover the Razamoka show? Uh, when I moved here, he was listening to you guys. He oh, nice. found you randomly on the radio and then told me about you, and I... 
liked it a lot, and we both listen every day. Oh, okay, perfect. And between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, I got to say Roz. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Mocha hasn't had a good run in a while lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've been, get, I've been getting a lot of wins. Mocha's taking a lot of L's, and every time he asks now, he's always like, he's got one eye closed, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. like... Like, should I be asking this question right now? <laughs> yeah. I may actually now have to move to Manitoba. <laughs> uh, you would not like it. Hey, Avery, we appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for listening and for calling in. Yeah, you bitch, guys. Have a good one. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I started watching The Boys last night on Amazon. That sounds so weird, dude. So let me tell you, first of all, is this is one of the worst titles for an amazing show the boys that I've ever seen. Like the title is so oh. wickedly dumb. I think I've seen for ads what the show for is. This show popping up. The show is dope, man. Okay, Online. so I watched, what's I, it about again? I watched the first two episodes last night. Okay, so imagine the Avengers. Yeah, it's a superhero show. Okay, so this is what I've seen the ads yeah. for. Okay, okay, so imagine the Avengers. Only they're called, I think, the Seven. Right? Okay. Seven superheroes, right? Just like in the world of Avengers, they just exist. People know who they are. They cheer them. They everything else. But only the seven, the superheroes, work for this giant sort of corporation that manages them. And then they take pitches from cities. So Milwaukee will go to the person who runs a seven and like, man, crime's really up. We need a superhero. And they're like $300 million. He'll come and he'll come and be your superhero in your city. And kill and then, all the bad guys. Yeah, and he's like, I don't have three hundred. And they're like, Well, we got you know Atlanta, you know, is willing to pay like three fifty, right? So that kind of thing. Wow. But What's all, business. But all the superheroes are completely and utterly corrupted by fame and money. So their only motivation is to get paid. So. When they do things, they all then reconvene. And instead of talking about um, the crimes that they stopped, they talk about how people are pirating the uh, DVDs of their new movie and how they're losing money on it and their brand is is failing. Hold on, so Hollywood. Okay, right? So <laughs> they're the corrupt individuals. But the face of them in the public is everybody loves them. But behind the scenes, they're awful people. Really? Right? Wow. Yeah. They're terrible. Who did this show? Like sexual harassers and like murder, like they'll like kill people to make sure that their name doesn't get tarnished. Like they're yeah. awful, awful, awful people. And then so it's about- So is it a- like, like extreme suicide squad? No, because nobody knows they're bad. Like nobody, oh. nobody knows this. Oh, sorry. So everybody thinks that everybody they're like, th- they're oh my God, heroes. these are they're heroes. Yeah. Yes, they're, they're superheroes. The oh my God, they go to children's hospitals and they go to this and they do all this but stuff. Behind the scenes, but behind the scenes, they're all motivated. Despicable. They're all motivated by money. They're all completely wow. corrupt um, jerks, right? And so then it's this group of people who are regular civilians um, that try and take them down. <laughs> Oh, God. Right? And so one thing that they get into, which is really interesting, the sort of main catalyst, the main dramatic plot point for the whole thing getting started is collateral damage. Because in the superhero movies, and they touched on it a little bit in Batman versus Superman, which is why Batman hated Superman so much, was because he destroyed the city, right? 
but they get into collateral damage. So when you see these movies where like people are fighting this space monster and it's like jumping through buildings and everything else, and you watch that movie and you're like, people are working in that building. Yeah, like, there's like 400 people that just died while Iron Man was trying to, while he you know shot yeah, through that and building. Who's going to pay for all that? So they, so the the main plot point of what gets this whole story going in the boys is somebody who is collateral damage is what winds up happening, right? And everybody just sort of looks at it as, well, that's the price you pay for having a superhero protect the world. So they all just sort of look past it, except for one guy. How many episodes? I, uh, it's a full season. It's on Amazon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. So and it's all shot in Toronto. Okay. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Stupid question. Yeah. Because we have an Amazon Prime account. Yes. How do I get my Amazon Prime like, oh, 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 TV shows? Oh, oh. Look because at you. we've tried signing in, yeah, and for some reason, like with the password that we use all the time to log into Amazon Prime, yeah, to our account, I just literally, honestly, I go to Amazon Prime Video, yeah, and you go to the login page, and you it just and, log in, and, and what shows up is all their videos, yeah, and then you hit sign in, and you use your your Amazon login and password, and then Bob's your uncle. I'm telling you, got to get on this show. The it's boys. really cool. Yeah, it's okay. a stupid name for a show. Like, it's the worst name for a show that because is this I saw, cool. Yeah, and here's the thing. Titles matter. Yeah. Because I, I've been seeing ads pop up online yes. for this show, but the ads, I guess the credit to the producers or whoever put the trailer together, yeah. uh, didn't really give that that much away but then i saw the title and it's the boys and i'm like nah. yeah i know i know right? i know i know it's not like oh and they're big superman sort of guy like they're big they're big number like the one leader yeah. the leader uh-huh. first of all his cape is the american flag of course it right? is and his name is homelander <laughs> <laughs> here we go the Roz and mocha show podcast Healthy Adam speaking. Yo, it's Ron Zamoka. Oh, shit. How's it going? <laughs> okay. Oh God, go. What's your name? Oh, my God. Adam, how's it going? Hi, Adam. <laughs> uh, where do you live? Your area code that you texted in uh, is from, it's a 613. Where is that? Yeah, I live in Ottawa. Oh, okay. So you listen to the Ron Zamoka show on, uh, what is it, Kiss 105.3? Well, I, I actually, like, I sometimes I stream it from my phone, like, if it's, like, if I want to do live, but, like, I'm trying to catch up on the podcast right now. Uh, okay. Right, right, right. Here's a text, and the reason why I'm, <laughs> I'm calling you, Adam. Adam's very nervous. Yeah. Right? Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It simply reads, Roz is better than Mocha. Change my mind. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So, do you want to explain? I, <laughs> well, I mean, listen, the obvious answer is, like, Roz is, like, a smooth, cool dude, right? Oh, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just like uh, I don't know like I, I used to listen to the Howard Stern show and Roz kind of has like a kind of like a Howard Sternness to him and I, I like I really like that I'm really drawn to that so yeah he's awesome like old and crotchety honest honest blunt but at the same time graceful yeah I ah, inter- you, know, you know, I interned on that show, huh? Did you actually? Yeah, yeah, I did. When the in the like the early nineties. 
I was, oh my I was wow, that was a long time ago. Holy super crap. Long. It was it was before <laughs> it was um it was after the book before the movie. So when I was there, what mainly my job was was to work on the to work with his assistant on getting everything ready for the paperback version of Private Parts. So that was so pretty much how I spent my internship. In the movie, yeah. is there a character working on the Howard Stern show that represents you? No, 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 because the movie is based on the book. Oh, okay. Right? All right. Um, but it's funny because if you if you know that if you know that show, um, every now and then like when you go in as an intern, you sort of want to be, you know, that you want you want them to like goof on you and put you on air and, and, every, sure. and everything else. But I went in, and if you're a big fan of the show, so I started my internship the same day that Gay Rich started his internship. And Gay Rich became a superstar <laughs> yeah, on that show huge. and was there for like years, right? So as soon as we were, there was like four of us that were interning during that semester, and as soon as we went went in and we saw Gay Rich were like we're not getting on the show <laughs> and then he was there and then he was there forever uh, yeah. yeah no that was a that was a long time ago that's amazing no, and, and Raza yeah. I, I just have one thing like I know you love this so much but because uh, you love when people tell like how long they've been listening to the show for and like oh yeah I love just it so you know I, I started like watch, like listening to the show when I was in high school and I've moved out to Ottawa I have a mortgage and I have a long time serious girlfriend so that just gives you an idea. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, God. You know what's funny is that you can write something like Roz is better than Mocha, change my mind, and, 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 and text it to us. But the diff- you see that stuff all the time on Twitter. And on Twitter... Not really. And on Twitter, you don't have to... No, comments like that. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant that specific <laughs> comment. No, no Roz is on, better than Mocha. But the great thing is, is that on Twitter, you can just send that out there. And maybe the worst thing that happens is somebody replies to it. Sure. But when people right. have that same mentality and they text it to us, as soon as you hit send, Mocha's dialing your number and then you have to answer for it. Which, which that, people, that, that scared the crap out of me. Yes. Like, I'm about to walk onto a job site and this is what I get. <laughs> yeah. uh, Adam, listen, all the best to you in Ottawa. Thank you for listening to the Raz and Mocha Show. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And uh, thank you for your, for your dedication uh, all these years and for your text this morning. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello. Happy birthday, Chelsea. It's Razamoka. Thank you. What's going on? How are you today? Good. Just waking up. Oh, okay. Roz, you'll be happy to know that Chelsea has been listening to the Razamoka show for the entire 10 years oh, wow. that we've been on the radio. Today, Chelsea is celebrating her 23rd birthday. Oh, man. So you were 13 when we started this? Yeah. I was wow. just going into high school. Oh. So you did high school with the Razamoka show. Uh, college or university? Did you do post? secondary education yeah i graduated from college last year oh damn and now grown up living in the real world what's your life like now um my boyfriend and i live together in georgetown yeah (laughs) and i work at uh the ymca man life i tell you that's crazy huh fast it goes too fast what do you remember about the razamoka show from like when you were 13 years old because the show was like way way different back then than it is right now oh god i just remember listening to you guys on my way to school with my mom in the car yeah awkward 
Yeah. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> uh, that is awesome. That's and awesome. How long have you been with this guy? Uh, the last almost two and a half years. Yeah. How old is he? Is he older than you? He's a month older. He's uh, 23. Oh, okay. So not that bad. I don't know what it is. Whenever, no. I, whenever I talk to people who started listening to the show when they were kids and now they're grown, I, I have like extra interest in their life. Like it's almost like a parental thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I need. Like I'm just about to start asking you about your taxes. <laughs> oh God! Are you financially responsible, Chelsea? Yeah. I need a bit. <laughs> I know, but because like because we've doled out some really good advice over the years on this show, and I just need to know that people listened. Oh, I listen. I listen to your podcast every day. Oh, okay. okay. So, okay. what have you learned from the Raza Mulga show in listening for now ten years? Oh God, that Maury can't write commencement speeches. <laughs> Yeah. Anything That's else? True. <laughs> Maury not being able to write, you would have figured out in the first two months. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. so true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm nervous. Don't okay. Be, don't be. Why are you so nervous? <laughs> Is there anything in the past ten years, Chelsea, of listening to the Rosamoga show that uh, sticks out in your mind? Any like particular moment? Now he's laughing at me because I'm nervous. Who <laughs> your boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, he just got home from work. What's his name? Jake. Jake. Put Jake on the phone. He's on speaker. Jake, Hello. Jake, stop making the woman nervous, man. We're trying to have a conversation with her. I'm not doing anything. Go to the bathroom or the kitchen and make her a tea or something, man. Do your job. All right. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so the answer, Chelsea, is this moment right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. She's, she's on the phone. Don't you know when your woman's on the phone, your only job is to just go and put the kettle on for her? Learn that now. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez, man. Chelsea, we love you lots. Happy birthday. Thank you for your dedication for the past 10 years to the Raza Mocha show. And before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Roz. Oh, wow. That, that was, was quick. Damn. Jeez. That's what she said. <laughs> Happy birthday, Chelsea! Thank you. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha show podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yes. Are you ready for the podcast? Uh-huh. Let's do the news! A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. So, Hannah, last night... So, you tell me if I get this wrong, okay? So... In the, the words of Chris Harrison, it was the most dramatic season finale in the history of Bachelorette. So, Jed wound up being the ultimate winner. His proposal had people in tears. Yeah. Then... In the after the final rose, and then what transpired after that was information about Jed and his life before going into the show. And it's the classic sort of bachelor, bachelorette story where he had a girlfriend, allegedly. Although he said to her during their private conversation, private, cameras everywhere, that they weren't officially dating. Okay. It was a girl he was hooking up with, but it also came out in the conversation that at the time he was also hooking up with other women. Right, but who and cares? Then during That's all a before drunken he night, went on the show though, right? He told this girl that he loved her and he regretted that decision and she was just like... But this all happened, but am I wrong and this all happened before he did the show? It happened before he did the so show. So who cares? She obviously oh, cares. stop it. We, like, what do you want? Like, do we all want virgins? Is that the thing? Apparently. Like, you can't have a history now. You can't also, have a, you can't you, you can't have had a girlfriend or a boyfriend she was, right before you go on the show. She was pissed that he was going around saying that he had won, quote unquote, won the Bachelorette. But he did. And not that. Oh, not that, got, like I, not that I fell in love and I got I engaged. I got engaged to the I'm woman happy. who I love. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right, so what are you going to play for me? 
Oh, this is uh, after the final rose, after when they, they bring them out on stage in front of the live studio audience. Okay. Oh, no. And they're face to face. Oh, no. And Hannah oh, says no. this to Jed. I don't love you like that anymore. And I'm not, and it's not something to clap about. It's oh, sad. It's, sorry. It's, <laughs> I know you've hurt me, but I'm not trying to hurt you right now. But it's just not what either anybody needs to start a relationship on lies and and not feel confident in that and i just want to feel really confident with my forever can i also just say the fact that nobody on the show not even jed brought up the fact that when going through the process she hooked up with a dude at the windmill in the windmill four times not allowed to talk about that though that's shaming he can't have a girlfriend, but during the process, she can have many. It's Listen, it's a whole thing. That's the whole. This is why Kelly Ripa hates this show. Uh, I love it, on the other hand. And then I guess what? So Tyler was the runner up, and then they're now going out for a drink. They're going to take yeah. things slow. Is they that... still have feelings for each other. And then she said to him during After the Final Rose, hey, I would like to take this slow. Okay. How about we go catch up, let's go hang out, let's grab a coffee, grab a drink, whatever. And then what did she say to Jimmy Kimmel afterwards? And so tonight we saw you said maybe we can go out for a drink or something. Mm-hmm. Did you have a drink on your way over here? <laughs> I didn't have quite enough time to even order one from the bartenders. Right. So when is the drink going to happen? Oh. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley says that she's about to drop a bombshell book on both Elvis, her dad, and Michael Jackson, who she was married to. Ooh. During all of this stuff in the last like couple of years, Lisa Marie has been silent. Completely and silent. People haven't really sought out her opinion because she was married to Jackson between ninety four and ninety six. Do, do you think people like just forgot that she got married? No, I don't. I don't know. So according to page six, uh, Lisa Marie sold her book for between three and four million dollars and quote promises shocking revelations about Michael Jackson and a completely new understanding of Elvis. So wait for oh, that. She got stitched on her pops? Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most savage move in history. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So what's this bull roar? Don't get me wrong. I'm all for it. But, but I'm going to pitch it as bull roar that um, people can now be charged $1,000 for eating and driving. Hold on. What? Yeah. I tell you, my girlfriend Catherine's going to get. have to get another job. <laughs> pay all those fines. Wait, wait, wait. Where is this happening? So it says Canadians can now be fined a thousand dollars for eating and driving. Where's this from, Maury? Um, the story I read was from the Toronto Star. Okay, but I it's also Tron- sent you an I also sent you an article where it says that part of it's not true. Right? No, no. But where's that from? Oh, that I have no idea. Oh, can you go find that, please? Yeah. Um, so they say here, so what's true? Canadian authorities may use their discretion to ticket motorists who are yeah. eating while driving if they deem those motorists are unable to operate their vehicle safely. What's false is that the new distracted driving law applies only in the province of Ontario and is geared towards distracted driving caused by handheld devices and not by eating. Okay, so... What if I'm driving down the street and I'm eating a handful of Skittles? Right. Is that distracted driving? No, I think that that is where you fall into under the discretion of whoever pulled you over. If I'm driving and I'm eating a 
hamburger. Hand on one wheel, the other yeah, hand. It's tough, hamburger. Man. It's that, tough. Because that could be distracting because the sauce from the burger could drip and then your eyes will be no longer on the road. So they say um, eating while driving is not a specific part of the law, although motorists can still be ticketed mm. if the act of eating impairs their driving. The government pointed out, you are allowed to use hands-free wireless communication device with an earpiece. Yeah. Or Bluetooth. Yeah. You can view your GPS display screens as long as they are built into your vehicle's dashboard yeah. or are securely mounted on your dashboard. Other actions such as eating, drinking, grooming, smoking, reading, and reaching for objects are not part of Ontario's distracted driving law. However, you can still be charged with careless or dangerous driving. So, I What about drinking coffee? That's that's part of this. So yeah. if you're mm. like if you're if you got elbows on wheel and you're two handing a coffee for some reason, I don't know. Extra large cup. Yeah, I, I don't know. Super hot too. Then the, then it's not part of the distracted driving charge, but this would be a careless or dangerous driving charge. So like when Catherine stops at Swiss Chalet on the highway yeah. and gets the full chicken quarter meal with fries and sauce and chicken on the bone, and she goes at it with the fork and knife while driving. Holy snitch. What? <laughs> she's not in town. She's in Vancouver for the week. Um, <laughs> our show's in Vancouver. <laughs> our what? Our show's in Vancouver. Right. Catherine has never eaten while driving before. <laughs> Oh, you just you just rolled over. You just snitched so quick on your own girl. Damn. Listen, man. If Ruthless. I okay, but then I I wind up with the job. We have so much more news to do. Never mind about this. Okay? You want to know where I got that from? <laughs> yeah, Snoops.com. Okay, Snoops. What is that? <laughs> Why are you giving me something from Snoops? Like Snoop Dogg's website? <laughs> no, it's like news. Snoop in the news. No, it's not. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. As of the new year, plastic grocery bags will be gone from Sobeys. Oh, nice. They announced today that it will remove them from all of its stores by January 2020. It claims that the uh, change will take 225 million plastic bags out of circulation in Canada every single year. And starting next month, uh, they say that it will be selling reusable mesh uh, produce bags made from recycled water bottles. I have a question. Yeah. Because we have, and I'm sure a lot of people have this problem as well, where you have a lot of grocery store plastic bags that yeah. you've kept. Yes. What do I do with them? Like, we've been trying to figure out, like, do we throw them in the trash? You can't recycle them. Yeah, it's interesting. Because uh -huh. we're trying to, in our house, trying to get into the habit of using the reusable ones, right? We bought yeah. like a whole bunch from the different grocery stores we go to. Yeah. But what do we do with the plastic I bags? Think you just you cannot can't you recycle them? I think you can. Can you not? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I like, mean, under the kitchen I, sink, yeah, I have geez. one giant bag yeah. inside of that plastic bag. I know, I know. Our it's other tough. grocery store I plastic know. bags. I don't know what to do. I got a bag. I got, you got bags on bags. I, it's tough. I don't know. I try and reuse them as many times as I can, not like that matters. You know, but yeah. like I will, if I, like I have, I've needed a drop cloth before for something and I didn't have a drop cloth. So I went into 
the pantry, got out the bag of bags we have, and I sat there and I cut 20 of them into big mm. giant rectangles and I taped them all together. Oh boy, that's a lot of And time. I use that as a drop cloth. Like I like to, like I try and reuse stuff and I'm not, I'm not the best at it, but you, you try and I'm all fine with this. What I'm not fine with is when I go to a grocery store because I will buy as many of those dollar sort of reusable bags. Sure. I, have, I have hundreds of them because I use them for everything. Yeah. They're great for everything. I have them at the cottage. I put dirt in it and bring dirt up to the garden. Like sure. I, I use them for everything because they're really hardy. Um, but yeah, it's tough. I don't know what to do with all the plastic bags. And you, so, so you start to feel bad. And uh, oh, All man. these texts coming in, 925 Somebody said they're recyclable. Somebody else said bundle all your plastic bags together and put them in your paper tote for recycling. Yeah. Somebody else said you can totally recycle plastic bags. Okay, well, there you go. But I, I, I usually, well, usually when I have a plastic bag in my house from groceries, it, get, it gets used three times before. I'll use it for something. Yeah. Right? I'll just, I don't even know. I'll just figure out something. Oh, here's a good it. one. I'll, re, I'll end on this, okay? Depending on your city, you're allowed to recycle them. Check with your municipality. Okay, so, well, there you I'll go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, so last night during the uh, Democratic debate, I think this was the, I don't know, it was the second night of two. There's like 20 people and they have to break it up into two nights because there's so many people that want to be president. Uh, the big winners of the night, though, were Kool-Aid and Clorox. Hmm? So, <laughs> Kristen Gillibrand, or Gillibrand, who's running for president, was talking about climate change and what she would do if she was president. Mm-hmm. And she sort of laid out her plan. And this is what she says would be her first job as president. So the first thing that I'm going to do when I'm president is I'm going to Clorox the Oval Office. (laughs) The second thing I'm going to do... Oh, with a clap back. With a clap back. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, Kristen. Oh, oh. And uh, so so that's the shout out to Clorox. Now let's get to the shout out to Kool-Aid. This was uh, an exchange between Joe Biden and uh, Cory Booker discussing criminal justice records. Tolerance policy of stop and frisk and hire Rudy Giuliani's guy in 2007 when I was trying to get rid of the crack cocaine. Um, Mr. Vice President, there's a saying in my community, you're dipping into the Kool-Aid and you don't even know the flavor. Oh! <laughs> I don't know. Is that even a saying? Is that a saying? I never yes. heard that before. I never heard it either. Is that like an actual thing? I don't know if that's an actual saying. You're dipping not. into the Kool Aid, you don't even know the flavor. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like that? Like, I don't know, man. Kool Aid is freaking delicious. No, he's I'll... trying to say what though? Like, what are you trying to say with that? Like, you're you're getting into something that you don't know anything about, yeah. or like, what if you don't like you're, the flavor? You're, you're talking no, like. What? Jesus, man, I know what he said to the flavor. I get the analogy. I'm asking, what is he trying to say? I understand Kool-Aid and flavor, but I guess he's trying to be like, you're you're, you're talking about things you don't understand. Yeah, that you don't know about just yet. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Man, I never heard that, though. You're dipping into Kool-Aid and you don't know the flavor. God, I don't want Kool-Aid. Right? Uh, A 107-year-old Bronx woman. Luis was born in 1912. This was the year that President William Howard Taft was in office. Woodrow Wilson won the November election. 
two more states joined the union, New Mexico and Arizona. Oh, wow. The Titanic hit an iceberg that year and sunk. And uh, she turned... There's room one, on that door for Jack, by the way. She turned 107. What do you think, because I always love this, they always go to these birthday parties. Yeah. And they ask them what the secret to uh, living to 107 is. What do you think she says? What's her secret? Oh, God. It's going to be something ridiculous like... I, she has a long list of things, but yeah. then there's one main thing. Like, uh, like she smokes a pack of cigarettes a day or something. Okay, something like that? Yeah, something like ridiculous that uh, you wouldn't think that a 107-year-old would live to that age by smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Okay, here we go. If they had exercise, I do the exercise. If they had dancing, I dance. I still do a little dancing. <laughs> and then after my lunch, I would play bingo. So I had a full day. I think the secret of 107, I never got married. Oh. <laughs> I think that's the secret. Okay. My sister says, I wish I never got married, she says. <laughs> that's great. So bingo, dancing, yes. and never getting married. Yes. Question, how many pythons are there loose in Toronto sewers right now? Oh, because I saw this story where this family from the East End, members of the Sanella family, their python went missing yeah. a while ago. And then I guess they found one in a sewer. And then the family were reunited with their python, which was an 11-month-old ball python. And that was the story. And there was all these pictures. And everybody's like, yay, the weird couple found their snake. But then they got it home, and the twist now is the snake that they found in the sewer yeah. wasn't actually their snake. It was a different snake. So their snake is still missing? So their snake is still missing. Now how many more snakes are there, are, are there under the ground? Yeah. In the sewers? Yeah. Like hundreds? I don't know. How like many pythons are loose in the city right like now? Like 50? I don't know. Maybe. Is that too much? I think that's too much. I think well, one is too much. The one that they lost and the one that they found, I think, are too too many. And one of the things the that they need. said was, they're, one of the reasons why they're unhappy that it's not their snake is because they were saying that the snake that they just got reunited with, yeah. which is not their snake. By the way, their snake was named Monty, as in python. Monty uh, Python. Hey, is it what you did the snake that they picked up, yeah. they've, they've named him Sneaky Pete. And their big worry now is that Sneaky Pete is apparently much stronger than Monty was. How many... Why do you have a snake? That's what I don't understand. I Especially a, a snake that's capable of killing yeah, a human being. Thank you. I, I, I get your attachment to animals and I get why somebody would want a pet. And I, I all this stuff, I really, really do. I will never, never... And you can never convince me why you would want to own a snake. Never. Hey, question. Never. Does it say in the article where in the East End? I'm going to assume Oshawa. It sounds like a very Oshawa thing to do. <laughs> Shout out to Oshawa, by the way. But it sounds like a very Oshawa thing oh, for a family to hold own a python or a snake. Wow, you're really calling out Oshawa this morning, huh? I love Oshawa, okay? Do you, I'm though? just saying. Yeah? It sounds like a very Oshawa. Or, okay, fine. Maybe Whitby. I uh, I was listening to a conversation last week with uh, two women who were from Durham, and the conversation they were having was everybody's dated a Southie, and they were having a conversation between them yeah. on 
at what point in their life they dated a Southie, and I guess a Southie is somebody from South Oshawa because there's like a because there's like a real stigma attached to that. And they were just talking back and forth. They were just talking back and forth, like, "What was your Southie's name?" And they were like, "Chad." What was your Southie's name? You know what also I mean? Also, Chad. Also, Chad. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, apparently, Tom Cruise is, quote, not allowed to have a relationship with his daughter, Suri. This what? is according to Us Weekly. So in 2000, God, when did Katie Holmes get Escape? divorced? I think it was like 2012. And apparently Tom Cruise has not seen Suri since 2012. Really? Yeah, because the way that the Scientology, the church works is that um, normally you have to disassociate with anybody who is not a part of the church, who's a member of your family. Yeah. But I think that there are rules that would allow Tom Cruise to be able to see Surrey, but that's whether Katie Holmes allows him to or not. I don't know, but it's all, they're also hinting at the idea that this may be Tom Cruise is doing that. He's actually not wanting to see her. So he apparently oh, wow. has no relationship with Surrey, but he does have a relationship with his two other kids. Um, one is 26, one is 24. Both of those kids are part of the, yeah, right yeah. there in the Church of Scientology. Maury? Uh, August 20th, 2012. 2012. Yeah, it was 2012. That's a long time ago. I remember that. Like, it was super, like, not mm. nearly that long ago wow. when she got out of there. You've got questions. We've got answers on the Roz and Mocha Show. All right, time to get into Ask Roz and Mocha. These are the questions that we take from Instagram that you've asked us at Kiss925. And we'll have one of you join us to ask your question. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, let me read you a couple of reviews that we got from uh, Apple Podcasts. And again, feel free to log on. And if you haven't left a review, you can leave one right now uh, along with a rating because we're going to read more and more of these as the uh, weeks go by. Francesca writes, I'm up all night studying. It's my last year of university and it gets really sad and isolating at times. I play you guys in the background and I immediately feel better. Your friendship and ways of conversing uh, with each other is so uplifting. So so thank you very much for that, Francesca. She also dropped five stars. Juvi Nina Vergara writes this, you guys are my stress reliever and whenever I'm sad or I feel bad, I just get my phone and I listen to your podcast. It cheers me up, makes me feel happy again. Thank you guys so much. And then uh, also gave us five stars. Breath of Fresh Air is the title of this next one from Taylor Johnston. Hey, Razamoka, you guys are incredible. I love the purity in the show. You are all simple, normal individuals living separate lives. However, you <laughs> always seem to keep the positivity in daily life, which is sometimes something that is often lacking in today's society. Keep it up. Love, Taylor. So thank you for that, Taylor. And one more here from Jason H009. Bloody fantastic is the subject. Five stars again. Such a fantastic podcast super addicted. I listen to reruns at work while I wait for Mondays and Fridays to roll around. Well done, guys. So, Jason, thank you very much for that review. All right, There you go. Mark, you there? Yes. All right, dude. What's your question for Ask Razamoka? Okay, so if you were transported 400 years into the past with no clothes or anything else, how would you prove that you are from the future? Oh, my God. Okay, so this is... I'll tell you why this is tricky. If you had said that you were able to time time travel back to 1950 mm-hmm. 
uh, and no clothes, no tech, no nothing. How could you prove that you were from the future? You could do that very easily by um, going to people who are academics, who gaining their trust and then predicting really substantial future events. The problem yeah. with being transported back to 400 years ago, so what we're talking like 1619, yeah. it, is that you have to have knowledge of what's coming next. Yeah. Like in 1619, I think that they were just bringing slaves to what would be America at that point. Like, and you can't go up to someone completely naked being like, I'm from the future. <laughs> you guys aren't allowed to do this. Yeah. Here's why. Because there's, there's just no knowledge of that stuff. So how would you prove, geez, man. Is there a right or wrong answer? No, like how, so you're back, Maury, you're back 400 years ago. Okay, yeah. 1619, you're from the future. You land there. You're, presumably, you can't show anybody like your time machine either, right? Like, it's just like, poof, you're in a field yeah. naked from the future. Yep, naked. But, okay, first of all, case. you're probably going to get shot by an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so what would you, yeah, what would you do, Maury? How would you prove that you're from the future? You could be, you could say, hey, these are some of the things that will be played in the future and show them basketball. Like, but, okay, but, 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 but how does show that prove? Them. But no, how does but that you prove? Could put, you could put someone's laundry basket up in the but air. But how does that prove you from the future and you're not just some guy well, that created a game there? But if I have more than one, I can't create basketball, baseball, uh, Why hockey. Why not? Why not? I'm so not, you're going to introduce people 400 years ago to sports? <laughs> that won't be then invented forever? You, yeah. Basically, all you will do, Maury, is you at that point will just change the course of history and sports and, and basketball would then have been invented. By all, you. All by me. All by you. Like, that's not proving you're from the future. Okay. So like, how do you prove 400 years ago that you're a time traveler from the future? That's Mocha? a great... I, you know what? I, have, I don't have an answer. Because my knowledge of... Because I, exactly what you said. You would have to have knowledge of stuff from the 1600s progressing a little bit into what the lifespan of those people that you're speaking to yeah. would live. But can right? you say... Um, there will be this thing called a light bulb. A guy named Thomas Edison will create yeah, it. Yeah, but more. When was the you light know, bulb Carly created? Carly Rae Jepsen's like, a singer. She will sing a song that sounds like but no, this. But, these people, but that's unprovable things 400 years ago. They won't know about any of this stuff because they won't be alive. It has to be something from that era, yeah. from that timeline. How do you walk up to somebody in 1619 and convince them that you're from the future? But I'm not, I mean, why would I give Thomas Edison credit to something that I could take credit for then? So then this guy must be spilling the truth because why would he give the credit away okay, to someone so else? Hold on here, let me just, let me, this is really interesting. Do, okay. you, do you have an answer for this, Mocha? I don't, no. I don't. I need to do some research. Mark, what's hold your what's your answer? How would you prove to somebody from 400 years ago that you were from uh, the future, and if you just showed up there, just buck ass naked. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I like. It'd be hard to predict future events. Like, but I don't know. Like, what, 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 like, what would be next happening? You know. So, but know. your question said you have no clothes, but can you hide something up your butt? No, no. Presumably, Maury, nothing. You have nothing. You have. Okay, I'm just, just trying there. to find loopholes. So, so here's the thing, like, Maury. So even with Maury's light bulb theory, okay, this is yeah. this is where your lack of knowledge in history and timelines comes into play. So, Maury, if you went back to 1619 yes. and said that somebody named Thomas Edison was going to create the light bulb, okay, those people would have to wait over 200 years for that to be verified. <laughs> So you will not be able to convince somebody in 1619. So you need to figure out something that's going to happen 
five years from then. Right. But so you would not be able to do it. I would not be able to do it simply because my knowledge of the world in 1619 is like zero. Hey, hang on. In 17 something, the Hudson's Bay Company was created. Maybe we could tell them about that. Okay. It's a little bit closer. But you're still 100 years though. Yeah, okay. And I could show them you know, my Bay points. I, I've just looked looking up like kind of historical moments from the 1600s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for example, if we showed up in the year 1619, yes, we could then say to them, hey, in the year 1643, there's this thing that's going to be created and built and it's going to look amazing, better than anything that you've ever experienced in your life right now. And it's called the Taj Mahal because that was completed in the year 1643. But then you saying that might change the course of history because the guy that's going to build the Taj Mahal might say, eh, I don't want to do it anymore. You already you already said it. Or yeah. you could say in the year 1642, there's going to be a civil war. But then you could stop the war. Or they might think you're responsible for it. Yeah. That's true. It's, it's, so like it's you, very tough. Like, like you almost need to have the knowledge of where, like I'm trying to think here, like what did they have? They had copper. They had like, I'm trying to think like what you really need is the knowledge of being able to go back and like create a battery. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to, to make something like that. Out of something that they have at that time yes, like readily to, available. Yes, like things that they all had at that time, but there's no knowledge of that. Yeah. But then you they're know? just going to give you credit for it. Right, but no, but then you could say, this is future technology, let me show you what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then you could sort of give them that example and then you could sort of bring them through the timeline of how that one piece of technology or invention sort of goes out through the course of history. Um, you could do that where smart people, academics at that time may believe you. Uh, idiots would think that you are witchcraft. a witch. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. may convince <laughs> academics that that's the case. But other than that, I think you're screwed. Like other yeah. than that, I don't know what somebody who is not an engineer could use to convince somebody. You just have to have vast knowledge of that era and what they had access to, what they used a lot or what they were trying to figure out at the time. Yeah, like you couldn't even go back then and say, yo, you stop it right now with the slavery because it's going to lead to just absolute disaster and generations of uh, heartache and it will change the course of everything and nobody will be proud of this. You would just kill you. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Right, like you they can't, don't know any like you can't go down and start spitting moral knowledge on people because oh, they'll no. just and my and my medical knowledge is very limited. Like I can't then say to somebody, you know, what an antibiotic is. I can't then say to somebody what a filling is for a tooth. Like yeah. I don't. I you, you would just be looked at as some sort of genius of the time who is inventing this stuff as you go. But like, how do you prove that you're from the future? I don't know if this is an answerable question. No, I don't know. Stupid question mark. Damn it. <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just kidding we appreciate you brother thank you so much man yeah. alright thanks right Later, on, dude. see ya oh that's tough that drove, that's maddening that yeah. I, I, when, I, when I first read that I was like oh this is gonna be easy come up with like nine things immediately but when you start thinking about it it's really but difficult if you, it's only you could bring something with you but you can't that's the whole point is you can't also yeah. earlier when we were talking to Mark yeah Maury said something about sneaking something up his butt yeah you're gonna keister something in, to the past to the past yeah, but then you could just sort of you could pull it out and say, "Look, this is something from the future." They would, yo, what they would, would you? Let me ask. Okay, so let's let's entertain this here for a second. <laughs> sure. Okay, so Maury, <laughs> let's change the question here. Okay, if you could, 
be transported back 400 years ago to the year 1619. Yeah. And you could put something in your butt to prove to people that you were from the future. What would you keister to 1619? I think I would put money with a date on it, um, a baseball card or a sports card, a player's card up there, maybe some sort of technology, like a cell phone. What are you going to do with a cell phone? Just to show them this is a phone. But what are you going to do with it? Or do you need two phones so I can hand some one to somebody so I can then call you on your phone? Right? So I need money, sports card, and two phones. <laughs> a sports card. Yeah, like to say, hey, this is you know a player from, and it'll have the date on it, like Babe Ruth it. or something. Or, they, you won't know what that is. Yeah. Or a photograph. Uh, a photograph of me in the future in front of something fabulous. Uh, what would that fabulous thing be? Mariah Carey's concert. Okay, so you would keister a picture of you at Mariah Carey's concert Money. and a baseball card and a coin. And two phones. And that would be the way? There's nothing else that you can think of to prove your way down there. Well, something that needs but to... But in order to yeah, but use it has the to two fit. phones... Like it has something that has to fit. So you're telling me right now that in your butt you can... <laughs> Two phones. <laughs> Two phones. A coin. A picture. A coin. And a baseball card. Yeah, but you put it all in a Ziploc bag, right? Okay. <laughs> Don't look to us, right? Like, are we talking? Are we talking? Are we talking like iPhone 6 or iPhone 6 Plus? <laughs> no. There's no way. No way. A 6 Plus. A, no way. No, yeah, Would an be, Apple Watch no, fit? Be, be real. Yeah, be realistic. You can't. Uh, you, you can't do I, no iPhones. You can't do an iPhone. No, Come you on, can't, you can't do an iPhone. Maybe man. like a Nokia Razor. Yeah, you can't do an iPhone. Yeah, I don't know. Or man. a Nokia flip phone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you could get all that up there though. I think and a camera. To, I think you need to pare down your and list. a camera and right. a camera. Well, that way on the SD card, be I can realistic, go through photographs. Though, here, more, honestly, be realistic. Okay, right now up your butt, you have a camera, a coin, a baseball card, two iPhones, and a picture of you and Mariah Carey. <laughs> That's six things. That's it. That's all you need. Be realistic. If you could keister something 400 years back from now to prove that you're from the future, what would that thing be? It would have to be money with the date on it. Money? You don't think that that could be faked then? No, I don't think like people knew how to fake money back then. They didn't have the technology to forge money. No, you don't think so? No, not at all. But you think that that's convincing. I have a piece of paper with a number on it. What about a newspaper? A newspaper. Like a clipping, a newspaper clipping. Okay, I was going to say, you can't roll like, man, Like, are we talking like the Tuesday Sun or are we talking like the Sunday Times? (laughs) (laughs) Like the Sunday Times is a big paper. It's like three pounds. Okay, here's the thing. Here's what you have. You could put up, if you put up a camera with an SD card on it and on the SD card could be news footage that you could play them. Sure. Right? So if I just put a camera up my butt. Yeah, okay, that's cool. That's and then cool. that, that way you can also have, you could have everything on the SD card. Right. Okay. And then you just play that. Okay. Now. But so you have let, to fully charge so, okay, that. Okay. So let's talk this through. So you start showing your, your, your video to people. Yeah. Right. Eventually that phone is going to run out of batteries. Right. Okay. So then what happens when that phone runs out of batteries? So, okay. So you also need backup batteries. So, so then you then have to rely on other people to help convince people that what they saw was actually what they saw. So that's not proof. Right. It's not convincing. Okay, so what would you stick up my butt? I don't know. I would probably load you up with some sort of like portable charger, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of those little charger things. And then I would bring something that is specifically future 
that somebody at that time was working oh, on, which I, I don't it. know what it would be. And then I would plug it in and they could sort of watch it go or watch it do its thing. One of those little projectors that way you gather all the townsfolk into one area and just project it onto a wall. Sure. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a maddening question. You got a lot of stuff up that butt, Maury. <laughs> you got a lot of stuff up that butt. Man, if somebody ever asked me, listen, man, you, you have to put something up your butt to convince people. <laughs> My immediate thing would be like, she's like, I don't even know. I would not be like, okay, I'm going to start off with two phones and then I'm going to like, you know what I mean? I know, the answer came a little too easy to Maury. Uh, all right, where are we? Uh, Shannon F. asks, what's something that you are really looking forward to doing with your kid when they are older? Oh, geez. Anything specific, Roz? Um, I, I think every, I'm just, I'm just so looking forward to it all. Like it, it's weird. I don't have, and I've never had that. Oh no, sorry. I shouldn't say that. I've had little things that I was looking really forward to have happening with, yeah. with me and rocks. Um, one of those things was I was really, really looking forward to the day that we could compete in something together, yeah. whether it was a game or whatever, where I could go full on. And she would win. Yeah. Right. Like I wanted, I couldn't wait for that day to happen where she could actually legitimately get a victory in some sort of competition, whether it's checkers or chess or a card game or whatever it is, uh, where she could get a legitimate win. Yeah. And we're at that point now where she beats me stuff all the time. Uh, we're at that point now. And, uh, and it's incredible. It's incredible because you go so many years with, you know, letting your kid win at things. So they build up their confidence and everything else. And then you have to introduce losing. Sure. Right. And when you introduce losing into something, because Roxy didn't do losing very well mm. when she first started realizing what losing was, she didn't do it very well. And then we had to convince her and I had lots of conversations with her where it's winning and losing is not about this one thing, right? It's not about this one game. It's about gaining the knowledge to eventually be competitive and eventually win. It's never about this because if you are a complete jerk when you lose, guess what? We're never playing checkers again. Yeah. Right? So losing is living. It's part of life and you will eventually learn the skills to beat me. And now she does. She whoops me at everything. <laughs> everything. I think for us, well, for me at least, I was always looking forward to uh, certain things and then they eventually happen. So I'm always thinking of the next thing that I'm looking forward to. So right. for example, I was always looking forward to Cruz being able to form a sentence yeah. and try to communicate. And now he's doing that. And yeah. he's trying his very best to articulate. And I can kind of understand now. And when I do understand, it makes him happy, right? Yeah. I was always looking forward to being able to go outside and we could like play together. Yeah. And like it was like four days ago, I bought... A couple of uh, like super soakers, right? Yeah. And it was the very first time, like we taught him how to use a super soaker, filled it up with water, yeah. and he and I were just like chasing each other in the backyard. Yeah, and he was just like nailing me right in the head, and didn't get pissed off when he got shot. No, right? yeah, no, yeah, not yeah, at all. Yeah. He loved it. Yeah. He was like totally fine with it. Yeah. So things like that, I look forward to. Um, I look forward to taking him to things that I remember that I got joy out of that my dad took me to. So like my dad would take me to like wrestling whenever it came to town or my dad would take me to a hockey game or a baseball game or anything like that. I kind of look forward to that. There's one thing that my wife and I talked about recently and this like I've just been thinking about it ever since, right? Which is 
my dad loves, like when I tell you loves, Mm -hmm. he loves the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> super <laughs> so weird. Stupid. So, so when I was a kid, we went a couple of times, right? Yeah. And he just and he knows all the jokes because they do the same gags. For them to do the, the same gag for forty years. Right? Yeah. But he still gets a bucket joke of in. confetti. Yeah. He loves that one, right? <laughs> so I can't wait to be able to take Cruz and my dad to a Harlem Globetrotters game because I know that they're just going to be excited and laugh at the the same dumb things. Yeah, and that's and I'll tell you that what's amazing about that is those are for me anyway. Those are the things that you should look forward to, like because you can't predict the big things, right? And you can only sort of control the smaller things and something like taking your old man and your kid uh, to a Harlem Globetrotters game as something as a goal that you want to do as like an achievement a milestone to me is the best way to live yeah right it's just it just really is it's so freeing when those are your expectations because that's going to translate to your kid yeah you know like those sort of things that sort of free mentality of the the small little victories that make you happy will make your pops happy and your kid's going to get a hell of a time out of there's no pressure in those yeah and there's no pressure for anybody in those and that that you pass that on to your kid it's a great way to live man oh man we got an avengers question Uh, Nazim asks if you had the infinity gauntlet and there will be no repercussion if used Mm -hmm. what would you use it for so you snap your finger, oh, and that one thing happens. But doesn't don't people die when you do that, or can it just be anything? I think it's the way it works. Is it's whatever you think of in the moment. Like something's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm gonna snap my fingers, and it's the thing that I'm thinking about that I want to happen. And you're I don't like, know, and it's only gonna happen once. And it's only right? gonna happen it's once. Gonna happen so once. I don't know if it's like specifically people have to die or something has to die. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, can we make our own rules for the Infinity Gauntlet, or do we have to use the Infinity Gauntlet's rules? Um, I say for this, we should make, make our, our own rules. rules. Like, yeah. if you, basically, if you could just snap your fingers and make anything happen, what would you make happen? Yeah. Right? Okay, good. <laughs> Every man on Earth is naked. Oh, wow. But, oh. like, for how long? For a second, and then we all just go get dressed. And then you, you <laughs> and then, like... <laughs> you do with that more yeah. like you're a what married you, man like, what are you just gonna start humping people like, <laughs> like, so i could see like you're just gonna like you're just like rapist like you're gonna run around <laughs> no, like, like that way i could see everybody right? like that way i know what y'all look like like that's a but so what but, like, more, you, but like where where do you plan on this where where would you do this like where would you snap your fingers to where all the men in the world would be naked where you would then get out of it what you hope to get out of it like where where are you doing this like I guess the the baseball field, like the like or you'd go to you'd go to like a pro baseball game and then snap your fingers and then all the men would just be naked. All the men who go to Blue Jays games. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna change my mind on that. Okay. Yeah, where yeah. would where would you like go? from? My I guess basically I would just stand in the financial district. All the men in suits and yeah, then but that's boom. like. You're talking like 45 so, people on a block and everybody's going <laughs> to run. And like, what do you get out of that? So you want to see businessmen with all their clothes on. But do they know, I guess, do they know that they're naked of for course, that moment? You've, you've taken yeah. all their clothes off them. <laughs> I thought they would just continue walking unaware of so what's happening. So would you also be naked or would you be the weirdo chasing after naked guys <laughs> in the financial district? <laughs> Fully clothed. God, dude. I don't know, Pointing man. at everybody going, I did that. <laughs> Like, so you would use the Infinity Gauntlet to get arrested. No, you would use the Infinity Gauntlet to get yourself arrested and put on the sex register, the sex offenders register, right? 
All that for a Maury, second. Yeah, Maury would use the Infinity Gauntlet to become a registered sex offender. <laughs> Is that not the weirdest answer you've ever heard? Listen, man, you have the internet. If you want to see that's the weirdest thing. That's the weird. That's the weirdest thing, man. What do you think, man? Well, like, what am I supposed to, to use it for? Good, like pay off my mortgage? No, like if you were. No, you have to understand that you snap your finger, right? Yeah. And it's something that happens literally around the world. But only for a second. No, not for a second. Like if I wanted to make it rain money, but can people keep that money? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not? You get, you get all the naked guys bending over to pick up those, those small bills. <laughs> I'm going to get all the men naked and then I'm going to put money all over the ground. <laughs> and I'm going to be sitting in a wheelchair. <laughs> Perfect height. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. What would you do, Roz? Like if you were to be yeah. able to snap your finger and something Jeez. would happen, like literally right around the world. You can't steal my answer. Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Not allowed. Yeah, I don't know because you like I'm trying to figure out a way to articulate it. Like I would love to say that there that you know there would be no more sort of like people wouldn't be suffering from terrible diseases. Yeah, that's where I but, was but, going. But then, like, but then you're not ending terrible diseases. You're just curing people in that moment. And that's yeah. not fun. Right? And then so there would be, as soon as you did that, as soon as you cured- The disease would still continue. There would, the, the second, because of the rate that these things happen, like cancer, for instance, you could say right now, nobody in the world has cancer. But literally, as soon as you say nobody in the world has cancer, there will be another person who is instantly diagnosed with cancer because yeah. that's the way that the numbers work. So it's a very difficult thing. You could save a lot of people, but that's a one-time thing. And then you say, okay, well, what if, what if I do something selfishly? What if I go for just complete monetary gain? Yeah. Why not? Oh, like um, for that, when you snap your fingers, money doesn't exist and you could just go take all the food for free. Why don't you just give yourself all the money? Or that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing myself going through like grocery stores, taking everything. No, that's still stealing. <laughs> what is with you and like your 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 Weird criminal, criminal activity? Like, yeah, Sell my, my finger. Money doesn't exist. I could take all the celery and lettuce and run. Oh, so you would snap your finger just so you could take celery and Dude, lettuce. Celery seven dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you have anything, Mocha? Like I don't know. See, I'm, I was going more along the root of doing something good for the world. Yeah, but it's tough. It's a tough call though. Right? Like to ensure that there were, I don't know, like there was like more than enough food for everybody in the world to survive. But what does that look like? Like what is On that? The daily. Where, where like, does that I don't come know. from? I don't know. Like enough bread? But you're enough always- grain? But here's the thing though, is okay, the problem with that is going that route is- there's always going to be corruption. There's always going to be thieves. There's always going to be power. So even if you said, okay, all these people now have food. So you, you provide a country or a people with more than enough to eat. At that point, that is becomes currency. And then the people in power and the corruption is still going to withhold food from them. It's just going to be a larger amount. So then when I have to snap my fingers and and in my mind say, okay, well, I want, I want to be the richest human being in the entire world. Right. And then use that money to help the people that need the help. Right. Can Would you snap your fingers and make Trump not president? No. 
No. Why would you do that? There's an election next year. I'm wasting it on that. They'll figure it out their own selves. They got themselves into that also, mess. Also, Maury, don't forget, when you snap your finger, Trump's going to be naked somewhere yeah. waiting for you. <laughs> exactly. It's okay. I'm, on, I'm down in the financial district. Yeah, jeez. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I'm with you on that, though, that you would like to think that you could do a lot of good, but you'd have to change people as opposed to just giving things, yeah. right? Like that's the that's the problem. All right, B asks, do you have any tricks for falling asleep when you're all kinds of restless? I'm going through a stretch of insomnia <laughs> right now, and I am not willing to take sleeping pills they, for it. Can I just tell you, orthosleep is amazing. What is orthosleep? Oh, it's is. not like Sleep Ease or Z-Quil. Orthosleep is, I got it from like the health food store. Mm -hmm. It smells like, it smells horrible. What it is like it? Feet. It's a powder? Is it a no, it's a pill, but uh -huh. like it's all, or like I guess organic things, and it yeah. makes you, it makes you believe that you're falling asleep. I mean, you can pop a melatonin. Those usually work, and you usually yeah. get a really good night's sleep out of those. Um, uh, some people say they they work, some people say they don't. But I find reading, like lying in bed and reading helps. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just always go to bed just from pure exhaustion. Same. And, and then I can I, fall asleep in like two seconds. And, man. I, and I fall asleep at the same time every night. So I don't really have that, that sort of insomnia thing. Jeez, I don't know. I, I don't know what some of the, some of the tricks are. I, I know that... A lot of times when you are feeling insomnia or you are having trouble falling asleep, it's because your mind is racing. Yeah. Like, and you're constantly thinking about things that are happening in your life or things that yeah. are about to happen in your life or you're worried yeah. about something. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like you need to to worry about the sleep. It sounds like you need to worry about the anxiety. Well, yeah. I was told that right? if you if you when you're lying in bed, if you close your eyes and you breathe like you're sleeping, right. It'll help you with the like. It'll help. What you. was that one? What was that one technique where they said count? Close your eyes mm -hmm. and count back from one hundred by threes. Oh yeah. wow, Maury, go one hundred. Close your eyes. Close oh, your eyes. One hundred ninety-eight, ninety-six, ninety-four. No, by threes. Oh, one hundred. Yeah, ninety-seven, ninety-four, ninety-one, eighty-eight. 86, 84. <laughs> oh, I'm falling asleep. Try again. Okay. Try again. See, this is the problem. Is like counting by threes. It just tires you out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they were trying to prove. <laughs> Try by fours. Try by fours. Okay. Try counting. Close your eyes. 100, 96, 94, 90. <laughs> You went for a count by fours. What was I doing? You, well, you went 96 to to 94. Which is two. Oh, which is two. two. Yeah. 100, 96, 92, 87, 85, 82. No. Now you're just spitting <laughs> random numbers out. <laughs> I don't know. B, I think uh, you can try a couple of things. Um, there are various apps out there mm -hmm. that you know, like meditation yeah, apps. Yeah, try or, anything. Try anything at this uh, point. Stuff that has kind of like a sequence of soft music mm -hmm. or sounds, anything like that. Um, crashing waves or the rain, stuff like that. I think you should try uh, looking up a couple of apps and see if any of those kind of yeah. help. For the and longest it, time, I would put on, like I had a sleep movie. I'd put on the movie Ratatouille and I always fell asleep. Sure, yeah. Not that it's a terrible, I love the movie, but no, it's calming. But there are every, there's not one single person who knows anything about sleep that will recommend falling asleep in front of the TV though. Yeah, no, definitely not. No. And definitely not, you know, having your phone in front of you type no, of thing. No, 
No. But yeah, I'm with you. If it's really bothering you, I think you owe it to yourself to just try anything. And going the the sort of meditation route, whether mm-hmm. it's a relaxation, it doesn't even have to be meditation. There's a bunch of really great apps that are just relaxation where it's just somebody talking to you and they relax your body and they it's and it, they work. They work. Yeah. They work. Try well, do it in the car. I tried it once. Don't do that like, in the I know, car. I know. I, I was curious, right? So I was driving home from the radio station one day after the show and I... I don't know how I found it. Yeah. But I was like, oh, these relaxation kind of programs that they have out there. Let me just like hit play on one no, and cool. see what it is. No, Man, cool. it was like five minutes Dude. in. Bro, I was getting sleepy. <laughs> of course. Sleepy. That's what they're supposed to do. I was so no. like in the relaxed zone. Dude. I had to turn that off real quick. I put on like Wu-Tang or something. <laughs> I just like, just to like amp myself up again. Yeah. All right. Uh, sometimes, hold on, but sometimes eating a lot helps. No, that's not a good idea either. Like, no, that's no, but, no comfort unhealthy. food, like a, like no. a bowl of mac and cheese. No, it's not good for you. Here's a question from Max. Would you rather Maury cook for you for two weeks or have Maury sing to you when you wake up and before you go to sleep for three months? Like, is he in my room singing or is he just like sending me a voice message? No, I'm going to say in, in this the, scenario, in he's room. in your room. And yeah. does he have to stick around while I eat? No, he's only there for when you wake up and when you fall asleep. No, but what about for the cooking? Oh, would you rather have Maury cook for you for two weeks? Let's say with this scenario, yes. He's like I in assume, your kitchen. I assume he serves you and then he leaves, he being me. Yeah, so you serve and then leave, or do you sit there and watch me eat? Well, who's going to like clean up? I guess you would, right? Yeah, would I get to clean up too? Yeah. Uh, okay, so there. Okay, here. So Maury's there in your kitchen. Yeah. He cooks for you. Right. He serves you the food. Yeah. And then he sticks around to do cleanup after. Oh. But oh. do I get to pick the song I sing? No, we're talking about food. Right, but the singing one, do I get to pick the song? No. Oh, well, I'm definitely saying the, the, the food one because I do not want Maury over my bed when I'm falling asleep or waking up in the morning. Yeah. No, like just no. I was also there, going to no say debate. the cooking one. Absolutely the cooking one. And as awful as Maury's cooking is, I would like pinch my nose and force it down. Yeah. Uh, just so- or take a couple of bites and just be like, oh my God, this is so oh, good, so but I can't, <laughs> I can't eat anymore. I'm so full, right? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get beach body ready, Maury. <laughs> what are you doing with all these carbs? You're the devil. Ask Roz and Mocha every week. You'll see a picture appear on Instagram. At Kiss925 is where you'll find it. That's where you get to ask all of your questions. And uh, one of you will be selected to ask your question to us on a future episode of the podcast. Don't forget, rate, review, and uh, share with your friends the Roz and Mocha Show podcast because we are starting to read more and more of your reviews on podcast episodes. Do we have time yes, for do. one more? No, no we I- don't. But uh, but we will get to this one on the next podcast. Um, maybe we'll start with this one. It's uh, Patricia's uh, Patricia Guerrero's question. Question. So we'll save this for next time. If uh, you had a choice to live in your car for six months or go to jail for one month, which would you choose? So we'll get to that next time on the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Kiss925.com or download the Kiss925 app.